Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Episode 200 of the After Lodge Podcast. This is Harlan. Joined as always by Worshipless Producer Bruce. Good evening, everyone. But not Sir John, who has abandoned us to go skeet shooting or whatever he was doing right now. We should have imparted upon him how important he was to the show. He probably felt like he wasn't important enough to be on this show, like it, you know, like everybody who was on needed to be long time. Well, it probably didn't help that we sent him one of the links that we've been sending to our, our guests that are going to be popping in shortly. You may have been offended by that. Um, we uh, have the angry Reverend Trucker Tony. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 200 Spectacular episode. Yes. See, that's the kind of energy. Harlan, why, why can't me or you do that? So... I mean, I could, but it would it would just be really awkward. And of course, there's Jeff. Hello, everybody. I just thought I got rid of like 14 hours ago, but hello again, <laughs> Jeff. And of course, Nick, the one and only Papa Nick. Papa Nick, yes. My wife and I found out we're gonna have a baby girl. That's awesome, Nick. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> 
hear all of the screaming children in the background here? Yeah, it sounds. I'm so happy for you. Sounds great. I can't. I can't wait. All right. So the uh, the name of the game this evening is the the open line show. So we have the line that we will open to whoever wants to come and say their piece. You for, know, for, for ill. Like Andrew, like we already have a couple. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on, Andrew? Hey. Welcome to the call. Or welcome Thank to you. The... I, I believe that was. Oh no, I thought it was Josh. Oh, shut up, Josh. Andrew's first. Hey guys, how you doing? What's up, Andrew? Oh, nothing much. I just uh, had a productive uh, communi- annual communication weekend here in Wisconsin, and uh, just uh, figured this would be a great way to end the weekend. A productive one, you say? That's a rarity. Oh, I know. We actually got through uh, the voting with no fist fights, a dues increase, and a special assessment. Well, Harlan, we didn't talk about having clandestine Masons on this. It's not Clearly, that's not Masons. We know it. <laughs> In Wisconsin. Hmm. Awesome. So what, yeah. what did you guys vote on? Anything interesting? Uh, you know, it was just pretty much a standard stuff. We had some uh, esoteric work that got held over to the next year, but um, we raised our per capita $2, and then uh, we're working on saving a building in our uh, capital, so we have a special assessment for the next two years of $10 per member to help do that. And it, you know, it was a lively discussion, but at the end, uh, we got about 65 to 70% of the vote to uh, work on saving the building. Wow. $2 per capita, huh? I've got a quick question. I've got a quick question. You say that's for two years only, and then it'll go away? Yes, it's uh, for two years now. It's to basically determine whether the um, building can be made profitable or not over the next two years. Do you know generally once you have a tax, it never goes away, yeah. right? Don't that was brought up more than one time. <laughs> I wouldn't. We had temporary special assessments that did go away and then were replaced by larger assessments that never went away. So we promised uh, we promised some avid proponents of the After Lodge podcast that we would not turn this into another episode about dues. And here we are, about five minutes in. Wow. <laughs> Andrew joins and he's like, hi, dues. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. Oh, good. Your it's always really going clear, on. though. Oh, so John just decided to let us know he's not going to be here at all. So Thanks, everybody John. say, Boo, John. Boo. But you know who else we have on here? Brother Josh Fraser from the Canadian. Hey. Brother Fraser. Hey. What's going on? Welcome. Welcome. Thinking? How's everybody's day? Uh, it's it's going. What time is it up there in yonder? Um, what time is it down there in Florida? <laughs> Seven thirty. We don't have time in Florida. That's why the old people go there. So so if it's seven thirty in Florida, which is on the eastern time zone, it's also seven thirty here in Ontario. See, Nick, time zones run north and south. So, actually, in Canada. Are you drinking from a Christmas mug right now? <laughs> yeah, but, but look but look at the reindeer. <laughs> Two fucking <Yeah>. bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
fact that mug is inappropriate. <laughs> what is it show, Nick? Nick's mug. Family show. <laughs> Sorry, I should have beeped that. <laughs> Gosh, now we're going to get censored or something. By yeah. the FCC? Fined. No. Oh, worse than that. All I could think about is the uh, the FCC song from Family Guy now. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> now, fortunately, if, if if this show got fined for accidental cursing, we would have been shut down 199 episodes ago. So, somebody came to me. Oh, wait, we got Tony. Nope, no, we don't. So, somebody came okay. to me. Nope. Yeah, we do. Go ahead, Tony. So somebody. Okay, we've got. <laughs> we've got bigger. Really? We're not Tony. We've, Tony. We've, we've got bigger issues here. As, if I had to understand, this is a caller from Canada. Yes. Well, first of all, you're talking to the afterlife sensation. You're talking to the assistant or the main producer. Up your energy level. Come on, now let's go. Now, second of all. This could be an international incident. Okay, this isn't just the United States FCC. This incident with the cursing crosses national borders. We may actually have like a international situation going here. So uh, it's okay. We'll just put, to... we'll just put a tariff on it. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure pretty sure we already pissed off Canada this week. When <laughs> it was okay to curse on the air in Canada. But that was. It is. There was a whole South Park about that, actually. The, the Blame Canada song hey, played hey, the last time that the Frasier was here. Hey, who's seen that coming? The United States and Canada going to war. <laughs> I was um, the last, hey, need to uh, remind you, the last time that happened, the White House got burned down, but hey. Oh, true. Let's not, <laughs> let's not pick at old wounds, shall we? Let's not go there, eh? I just love Queen and all that. I just love how Trump's like, and F Canada. And Canada's like, wait, what? <laughs> what did we do? Well, wait a minute. We do nothing. If Canada, burned, if Canada burned down our White House, do you know where our foundation stone is? We've been missing it for a while. Nah. Presumably the cornerstone is still in the corner. No. No. It's it's gone, man. Don't. Do, do you even conspiracy, bro? Do you even conspiracy? <laughs> And Andrew, don't tell me you listened to this. Uh, what was that guy's name? Mesner? Ben Mesner or something? Nope, yeah. can't say that I do. Sounds clandy. Oh, it's some no. conspiracy theorist. The Brad Metzer guy? Yeah. Metzer guy. Channel? Yeah, yeah. Meltzer. No, man, this is straight up Jesse Ventura. Who needs Meltzer? It was Brad. Brad Metzer. Thanks, Tony. I was also there 10 seconds ago. I love it. <laughs> he's, old, he's old. we got to be easy on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, Taylor's also here. I am. What's going on, brother? It's been Hello. a while. Taylor? Yeah. Two months, right? Yeah. Why is your video off to the side? You're doing like a half face thing. Yeah. My, I'm just too lazy. expression. My thing. Yeah. Yeah, I live life two two inches to the left. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Lady Gaga thing, you know, with the the half face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I was thinking out with uh, a bed sheet because night. why not? Yeah, so I'm actually in the storage hey. room. It's really hot in here. You just say the swords room? Uh, storage room. 
Oh, you put your, did you hang up your bed sheet? My wife would be so mad if I hung out up our bed sheets. That's what Harlan just said. Yeah, it. she doesn't know yet. It's None of us listen to each other. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys all know that. So no, Nothing says classy like a bed sheet or a be, uh, blanket hanging in the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, where I'm from, that's, that's good enough. Uh, Brother Tom says, obviously Taylor has a great, has a greater artistic approach to podcasting than the rest of us. <laughs> well, that's true. I want to know why you're in the storage room and not, you know, in the house. Your wife hate um, us that bad? No, it's just I have very loud children. And the last time you guys did one of these, um, the baby kept crying. So, and I, yep. Well, I have very loud children too, which is why I am constantly showing the mute icon on and off. <laughs> yeah. Get used to it, Nick. Yeah. We're so happy for you. Thanks. We're so <laughs> we're so excited. Harlan, why don't you get yourself a storage room? You can go down there and I'm well, so happy. I used to go over to the lodge to record, but then I kept getting in trouble with <laughs> stuff. Uh oh. <laughs> 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 Who's the, the guy we were talking to a while ago? You need, yeah, him. What's your name? I love how you're pointing at the Nobody screen. Nobody can see where you're pointing. You, yeah, you. The one on the screen right now. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, Taylor. Hey, Taylor. How you doing? Have you ever seen that 70s show? Yeah. Just wondering. This isn't just something at all. <laughs> Does he not look like? Yeah, 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 a little bit. Like Which guy? That seventy show. That is too cool. The you know? the, the goofy one. The, the that's a jerk. <laughs> I don't make the that bad. The one. The, the one that show. Ashton Kutcher Eric, played. Eric. Eric. Eric was his name. Yeah. yeah. I could see a little it. Is he? I, I could see that. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of that 70s show, do you know how the f- Fez got his name? No. Is he a Shriner? No. Do you know what Fez stands for? Mm-hmm. What? Foreign it's exchange student. Foreign exchange student. Huh. huh. I have now learned something from this. Was that, a, uh, was that a popular phrase in the 70s, or is that a recent thing? I'm not I, bad. I don't know. Over, over to Tony. Yeah. I wasn't alive in the 70s. Yeah, Tony. Oh, same here. Okay, first of all, I'm not buying it. Foreign exchange student would be Fess. Would be his name. F-E-S. Fess. <laughs> and they called him Fez. Foreign exchange. What? F-E-Z. So, no. No, it was. That's fake news. Fake no, news. that's Zudent. That's how they say Zudent. <laughs> uh, geez. I'm not buying it. No. Okay. And I have you know I was I was a child. Tony, we did not hear like anything you just said. Obviously, Tony is on the road. His uh bandwidth is low. Is it legal to podcast while you drive? No. He is oh, wearing headphones as he's driving. I think that's Really, yeah, that's that's legal. super yeah, that's, that's unsafe. How, how dare you do that, Tony? What if an All emergency right. vehicle came up behind you, Tony? All right, Josh, we'll see you in a minute. Well, deaf people could drive, can't they? 
Yeah, yes. they're allowed to drive. <laughs> Are they? I, I like how you second-guessed yourself there. Can they drive at night? Why would no, be only blind matter. people can drive at night. Huh. Yeah, that they're makes used sense. to the dark. It's it's right. Yes, no. Yes. There you go. I can talk all I want. They can't hear me. I can talk. I don't know what happened to Harlan. <laughs> Considering the crying baby. Taking one of his kids to the emergency room. <laughs> what? Emergency room? Um, so hey Taylor, I was hanging out with uh, Bob Davis last night and he said hello. Yeah. Oh, Nobody awesome. cares. Tell him he, I said hi, I guess. Cool. He, so he did a talk yesterday on <clears throat> the male initiatory experience, and it was, like, mind-blowing. Like, you're like, absolutely, the older men of the lodge has a responsibility to be father figures to the younger masons as they get older and join and progress in the fraternity. Absolutely. And then he he spoke about oh dang I don't know if I can say this one online huh. he spoke about part of the third degree and yes, it's probably not and he said something that no one in the room and we're, I mean I consider most people like Masonic scholars there was a lot of people there and he said something and everyone was kind of like hmm, wait what'd you just say and he's like what and then so he repeated it. By the way, he listens to us. I don't that that really caught me off guard, but he he listens to us. So now we have to die knowing we wasted that man's time every week. Um okay, if he listens to us for more than one week, that's his fault. That's yeah. not on us. <laughs> yes, okay. that is entirely on him. Cuz I was like we wanted the seven. Yeah. Yes, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to us, you would know that it's not a waste of time on some weeks. Harlan, do you listen to us after you post us? No, I, I listen before I post us because I'm doing the... That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> I I say. So we'll save it for offline. But he apparently uh, somebody wrote an extended version of the drama that we play out from a different point of view. And everybody in the whole meeting, like, there, when he was done talking, everyone was like, that's, that's amazing. And he's like, yeah, you know, we incorporated it into Oklahoma ritual, you know, this and that. We're like, and we had the uh, Grandmaster of Florida in the room, and everyone just went, hey, most worshipful. And he's like, well, you're not changing the ritual, but you're glad to do it as Masonic education. And we're like, yes. Speaking of Floridia, uh, congrats on joining the you know twentieth century and recognizing our Prince Hall brothers down there. That's uh. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't at Grand Lodge, and I think it's a little confusing. I don't know the. Did we recognize them? Right, but we're not. Right, isn't it like we think they exist, but we're not? You know, like hanging out with them anytime soon. I don't know. It's a step. It's a step. Texas went through that. It's a step. Step, huh? So we still got a while. Probably. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you got a woman on the side and you're with your wife. You might kind of do a little wave or a or a head nod, but you're not gonna full on go over there and hug and kiss. Her. 
Why are you so creepy? So, Flirty and Masons can wink at Flirty and yes. Prince Hall. You can acknowledge that black people are human and capable of being your brother. That's a big step for Florida. I, I do not condone that statement. Wait, you are you saying there's not? <laughs> no. Oh my God, Nick. I'm not saying that. No wonder you're at Green Lodge. Fucking asshole. Wow. <laughs> it sounded like he would have uh, voted against that. Right. He didn't go to Grand Lodge. No surprise um, to him. I'm sorry. My mother lodge blackballed Prince Hall, okay? So they voted your will. <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Harlan's wife was screaming. That's, that's <laughs> my son, Nick, but thank you. Oh. Can I correct an earlier statement that I made? By the way, Nick, we're so happy for you, if I haven't said that already. Yeah, congratulations, dude. Thanks. What's going on? Daughters, everybody, just found out. It's gonna we be already fun. went through this. Congratulations. Prepare for diapers and lo- lack of sleep. And lots Somebody of was... noise you hear in the background that I keep muting. Hey, mine, mine fell asleep in my arms while he was listening to the show, so... Yeah, that usually happens to our listeners. Yep. You put him to sleep, Nick. <laughs> Not me. Andrew, go ahead. Tell tell everybody how much you love us. Well, I love you guys amazingly. You know, it's the problem is a lot of times I'm listening to the podcast, I'm driving, so you guys are kind of a security risk hmm. of, uh, you know, me driving off the side of the road. You know, the like, laughter is the only thing that keeps me awake. Do you ever curse at the at the phone while you're listening, Andrew, while you're driving? Because I do. Of course. Yes. So back in episode three, uh, the poop story actually did cause a car accident. Like that's a real thing. The poop story. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. God, please, please poop story. Can can we get a recap? Yeah. The TLDR is that I got sick and the lodge was closer than home. I was in the car, so I ran to the lodge and made it like two steps from the bathroom before I sneezed and. <laughs> but I told the story in a very long, drawn out like narrative. So when the punchline hit, which was that I sneezed, and then your brain implied the rest, and somebody thought that was so funny, uh, they backed their car over something because they were backing <laughs> out the driveway. So uh, somebody this poop so story has set a strange precedence for my presence. Um, and Brother hello. Thomas here. Uh, yeah, Brother Thomas. Yes, you came at just the right time. So we talk about dues, and then we start talking about poop because this we started, is. We started talking about dues, then we moved on to duty. Yeah, that's that's basically our entire show. Two hundred episodes of dues and yep. poop. We've summarized it, and we're yeah. done. So, well, I think I'm in the right place because we get together and do this every week. But what does that say about you guys who like? know what you're getting into, and download this. So, you know, it's not all on us. People like poop and masochists. We have a long commute and radio sucks. It's really good to have a healthy relationship with poop and the concept and the the whole thing, you know? I I was trying to cook up something snarky about our ritual and that, but I, I got nothing. Um, Nick's about to get well well acquainted with the art of poop. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, he is. 
There's yeah. going to be poop in places that you have never thought of before, my friend. I, don't, I asked my wife if we could hire a nanny. Because one of the Masons, uh, Brian Godwin, he had a, a, a night nanny? A, a night nin, ninja? Night? What was it called? Something. A night, a night nurse. It's basically somebody you hire, and they come over at night and just deal with the baby, and you basically just take some NyQuil and knock out till tomorrow morning. Yeah, so that doesn't work if, you know, your wife is breastfeeding. Uh, also, Nick, this stuff here, um, you cannot find in the United States. I highly encourage you to send your wife to get it from relatives or order it from the United Kingdom. You'll become very familiar with this. You can get it in Canada, too. Oh, is it? yeah, you can't get it in the U.S. It's called Pseudocrim. It is a uh, antiseptic healing cream. It, it's it's butt cream. It's butt based. <laughs> like before your yeah, butt paste basically. Before <laughs> your child is born, you want to order about thirty of these little tubs, and you will thank me later. You can get it on Amazon. Can get it on Amazon. It takes a long time to get here, so order it now. Um, <laughs> don't buy into all that other stuff they give you at the hospital or whatever your doctor passes off on you. This is the stuff you need. And uh, it is pasty, and it will be all over your hands, and it doesn't come out, and it gets on your clothes, and it doesn't matter. It's totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. This is your yeah. world. We're, we're, it's, the, it's part of that initiatic experience of manhood that, uh, that you were just discussing. Um, this, is, this is the next step. So all of the older brothers are, are welcoming you to, uh, to our world. <clears throat> The After, oh. the After Lodge podcast brought to you by Butt Paste. Yes. Um, Sounds like a new sponsor opportunity. Yes, brought to you by Pseudocream. Uh, I, I haven't reached out they to them. I bet they would. Only, wait, no, that's the wrong product. Yeah. They might. Um, what and it what role would candidates start to think if we have butt cream? Um, oh, just, just put it just put it in the prep room. <laughs> <laughs> of reflection in Nick's honor. Um, I'll put it next to the hourglass. We'll just have the uh, we'll have some butt cream. The butt cream is a symbol for babies. <laughs> yeah. We we just free and accepted that. Our tongue is spreading <laughs> on the most noble of glorious purpose. That of curing the chap. Of our children's arse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have brother. Uh, oh my gosh! It's Art. Who Art? Art, are you here? I just see a blue head. Whoa. His head was there a second ago. No, he is not. And then Art, like he. This just, is a guy on every single episode of Three Distinct Knocks. We thank them for supporting us, but this guy doesn't exist on the internet. We can't find him. We don't have his email address. We have never spoke to him. We mispronounce his name every single episode. Is he here? Well, I mean, he was, and then he, I think he saw you and bolted. <laughs> like, crap. Oh. It's this guy again. Ah! Well, that was, that was dumb. I closed the wrong tab. Oh, what's dumb? Yeah, so here in this part of the world, we read from left to right. I don't know what you Canucks are doing with your with your weird symbols and whatnot. 
Huh? <laughs> but, um, uh, I kind of want to meet this art guy. Somebody who, like, gives Nick's show money. It, it, it just, it just, it's been a thing ever since the first episode. And, and there's no email address. We can't contact, we can't find him. He, he doesn't even like the three to, three to sync knocks.com, dot org. Nick, you are poor, poor, shameful advertising. That's so tasteless. That's how tasteless this advertising is. I'm surprised it took him this long to plug his show. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Brother Nick is like the, the Al Sharpton of Freemasonry. He's, there's a camera that. there. There's Nick. So, Art, you should have known that. Sorry that you were shocked. I'm just so surprised he's a real person. <laughs> he was totally there like 30 seconds before you said his name. I saw the top of his head. I didn't see much else. He accidentally he's clicked the link. A real person. Now his computer's frozen. Frozen, you know. According to this, his lifting. Yeah, thank you. Nobody knows how to say his name. I think he does it on purpose. He's never liked a, a, a Facebook status. He doesn't like the page. We can't find him on Google. But he supports our show, and we're incredibly thankful, and we thank him what's, every episode. What's his name, then? I don't. Art Schling. Because it's, uh, it's, it's got to be Schlichting. Schlick. Schlichting. 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 Almost sounds dirty. <laughs> I like it. I feel like we could be friends. All right, when you get back, shoot me a message. I'm going to go schlichting over to my wife here. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe we can do a spinoff of that butt cream and call it Schlichtings. The old Amazon routine and just order like a truckload of that stuff and then put another label over it. Yeah, it's called Schlichting. <laughs> Put the yeah. After Lodge podcast logo. <laughs> oh, figured I, it out. I so one of the things, and I'd like to get Andrew and and everybody else's opinion on this. One of the things we always get a debate about in the IRC is whether lodges should do one candidate at a time, or is it okay if they do multiple candidates at a time through the degrees? Uh, here we go. Where's Where's Skaz when you need him? Yeah. Well, Skaz gets very. Hot and heavy over it. But I asked Bob Davis, and he goes, well, you know, I don't see a problem with doing more than one candidate as long as you give them each the proper time. I said, thank you. And I said, and don't you think that they would form like a bond like I did with the guys I went through? Uh, Oh, come on. No. Who? who? Josh, why'd you call him? Why'd you do that, Josh? (laughs) Now he's going to come in here. It's Sunday. It's family day. No. Yeah. Skaz doesn't do this on the weekends. It's, it's one at a time. Only one at a time. I mean, our lodge always does like six at a time, but our lodge is wrong. So. Yeah. So my, my lodge I'm does perfectly a bunch. fine with one at a time or I'm um, having multiples. The reason I like multiples is they kind of learn from each other. They get together. Uh, last group I had was three of them, and they just started studying um, the uh, work that we were giving them to memorize, and uh, it worked out pretty well that they became great friends. So that, I don't that's know one candidate you're yeah. pulling in, but, but the kind of guys we get, we don't want them learning from each other. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the other side is you have these guys trying to compete with each other, so if one person needs to take more time, 
or they want to spend more time going through the degrees and learning stuff, they're going to try to keep up with the class or get pushed to keep up with the class. Yes. I think what it boils down to like how many candidates you have. If you've only got, you know, two people in a year who want to join, then, you know, yeah. at the same time, you, you can spare an extra meeting. But if you got if you have somebody like Josh from our lodge who's bringing in candidates every other day, then that's not an option. He's got like six sunshades already. It's ridiculous. <laughs> also, sunshade? We have sunshades to, to guys who turn in enough petitions. It's a thing here in Pennsylvania. Um, What's sunshades? You mean sunglasses? No, like the thing you put in the windshield of your car that supposedly like makes it not get as hot, but actually... Nick's so young, he doesn't even know what a sunshade is. Yeah. Well, because science disproved their existence before he was born. You know, in the before times. It's a a giant thing made of, like, cardboard or foil or something like that, and you put it up, and it blocks your front windshield. You put it, like, when you're parking your car somewhere hot, and it blocks the sun. Yes, but it doesn't actually work. It just makes you... No, that's... They they haven't really been around since the 90s, but in episode one of of this show... my wife bought one last month. The Pennsylvanian Grandmaster was giving away sunshades to people who brought in candidates. This whole show got started as as a joke to, to make fun of those sunshades. So, yeah, that there was a throwback to see who laughed. Then I knew who the who the wayback guys <laughs> were. Um, also, Bruce, we're about to issue a twenty five year pin to an entered apprentice mason at our lodge. So. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Yes. Is it? Well, it's what not happened? nipples, but it's almost nipples. No, no. Uh, so you, I don't think you've ever met this guy because I've only met him once. Uh, he mails in his dues every year, but otherwise you never hear from him. Been an EA for 24 years. Dues as an entered apprentice? Oh, yeah. Here, here we, everybody pays dues. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Wisconsin's yeah. not that way. We don't start counting any service records until you've uh, been raised. Exactly. Same. North Carolina. Well, so we kind of have to because that's how we clear the entered apprentices off of our rolls. Like the ones that don't want to come back, well, they stop paying, and that's how you know they don't want to come back, and then you uh, just wipe yeah. them off. Yeah, we uh, have an EA on the books from 1992, which was the year I was born. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. You're old enough to be a Mason? So this this guy has been... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like an old. There's, there's, a little, there's a little math problem there for you. I think uh, some it's one of the seven liberal arts and sciences, so I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> when I joined, you had to be 21. Um, it's 18 now, so I guess you could have been around for how, how long have you have you been a Mason, Thomas? I've been a Mason for 11 months, and for those of you struggling oh. with the arithmetic, I am 25 years old. Awesome. Yes. became a Master Mason in uh, November. Oh, congratulations. You moved, you. Uh, moved along quite quickly. Yeah. Did you the After Lodge podcast before or after you were That's raised? That's a good question. When did, when, when did uh, we fall onto your radar there? Uh, I joined the IRC about a month before I 
was initiated, I believe. So, that was mistake number one. Still initiated. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, those guys at the IRC have been an extreme boon for me. I've definitely benefited from them and uh, their counsel uh, in, in Harvey 3DK included. Um, but, wow. uh, yeah, I uh, started uh, hanging out with the IRC guys pretty regularly probably last summer. And then uh, when I became an FC like three months after I was in EA and I was on the chat room like every day. And now I'm on there. I'm on there pretty much every day. It really is an addiction. Once you, once you start going on it, you just, it's just nice to shoot the shit at work and like always kind of be checking in on everybody. And especially because some people are like doing some really interesting things like chartering lodges and, we have some really good discussions about, um, you know, the right way to do masonry or, or you know. Or to change it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a great place to be, and it's the only reason I know about this. <laughs> oh, well, that's yeah. good. So you, it's not like you join your lodge and then they handed us to you as a resource. So at least the world hasn't completely lost its mind. No, every, every, now, and, every now and then uh, – Actually, it was funny. Somebody uh, came down to our lodge. I'm in I'm in Asheville, and uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Somebody from uh, Mariners Lodge, and I was like, "Oh, Mariners Lodge! I've heard of that online. Uh, do you know uh, actually Brian Godwin, who we were just talking about?" And uh, he was like, "Yeah, I do." Blah, blah, blah. So it's like I've made a couple of uh, met a couple of people that knew the people on the IRC. In person, it was kind of crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm rambling. Cool. No, no, it's, it's good. That is uh, fascinating. I, I, uh, I have I, one of those crazy met people on IRC stories, and they didn't, they didn't kill me. What happened? <laughs> oh wait, so you actually like, <laughs> Nick was surprised. What? Yeah. So a few months ago, I was traveling for business, and uh, were you scattered. traveling or? Traveling. Uh, well, initially I was just traveling for business, and uh, kind of Scas kind of heard about it, and made a few calls for me, and got me in touch with another redditor, a guy by the name of Homebrew Cocaine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have around. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> name. Anyway, seems so, like a guy I would go meet up with. Yep. <laughs> so. So homebrew was in Denver where I was for the f- few days and uh, said, yeah, you know, these lodges are meeting tonight and they're on meeting on uh, whatever street that street it is. Um, if you want, I'll meet you down at the lodge. We can go to lodge. Okay. What? Yeah. So I ended up, he's like, do you have your dues card? So frantically searching through my wallet. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So it was like two blocks from my hotel. So I went to Lodge, uh, had dinner with the guys, went to their meeting. A bunch of us went out for a few beers after. It was a lot of fun. And I survived. I survived. Yes. Uh, So I guess the tagline there is uh, meeting Masons on the Internet is safer than Tinder. Art is (laughs) back. Nick, quick. Art, you're back. (laughs) 
I saw your face. He's a real person. <laughs> kind of looks like Wilson at the moment because you only see half the face. But everybody, <laughs> shut up. Art has the floor. How are you doing? I'm having the best day of my life up until this point. No offense, honey. Sorry. Um, how are you doing, sir? Apparently, I'm hard to find. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know what to say. It's like, hello. How are you? Nick speechless. That rarely happens. I've been trying to do that for years. Shut up, everybody. Art's talking. I'm just going to say, introduce myself. I'm uh, Art Schlichting from uh, Port Sand Lake, Michigan. Involved in my my home lodge and the Michigan Lodge of Research. Cool. We're glad to have you on. Yes. A a big fan of yours. He is. He is. I mean, he just muted me on my own show. So, <laughs> whoa. Do you, first of all, thanks for all of your support on 3 Distinct Knocks, 3DistinctKnocks.org. Um, me now. Facebook, Google Play, iTunes, or you can tell your Alexa. <laughs> you can also tell Google Home, hey, Google, play 3 Distinct Knocks. <laughs> Did you guys hear the whole, the whole Alexa story with the recorded conversation, all that creepiness? Okay, Google, stop. <laughs> Sorry. Just started playing. Um, yeah. So, ha, ha, just so we could correct all the podcast entries, ha, how do you say your last name? Schlichting. I told you, Schlichtings. I was right. Oh, piss off, everybody. <laughs> it's just with two vowels and a lot of consonants, it's hard to... I have, a, it out. I have a Floridian education. If you've listened to Three Distinct Knocks, you've noticed that David has all the intellect. Are you just a comic relief? Yeah. Nick is just the pretty face. Nick, I just wanted to point out that, uh, that Brother Art has made an appearance on the After Lodge podcast. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> not heretofore heard him on any other shows. <laughs> Must be starting his podcasting career here, then. That's where they all do. I knew he was going to say that. (laughs) Either that or this is where they go to die, but hey. Wow. Wow. He was here before he ran off to do the the round guys at a square table routine for a while, so, you know. Was this just like minor leagues, you know, like you, you step up a league? We are an incubator of Masonic thought. In development, and I'm trying to hold a straight face. <laughs> it was interesting here asking uh, Bob Davis like what podcast he listens to, and he's naming them, naming them, and I was like, "Oh, is that all?" He's like, "You know, I I believe I believe I named them all." I was like, <laughs> "Oh, dagger in the." You you don't think you forgot any? And then like we were in the car, I was like. Like making knocking noises? None, huh? You haven't you haven't forgot? <laughs> and he's like, Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Well damn, Bob, jeez. I was like it's like, no, no, I, I listen to yours. I was like, What the hell? I was like He's like, Oh, I thought y'all were just an offshoot of After Lodge. I didn't know yeah. I needed to name you. But there is actually a listener we have who messages me on Facebook. He dissects every single show that we have. And he tells me what we've said wrong, what incorrect data we've had, what what 
And he's like, well, you know, on episode, you know, 177, who is that? Bruce said this, but he was actually incorrect. I'm like, like, dude, I don't even know. Like, that's not the point of the show. He's like, well, I just think you guys should give factual information to your listeners. I was like, nope, definitely not what they're looking for. (laughs) No. God, no. Our shows would be 10 minutes long. Yes. (laughs) Factual information is made to be found out by the individual person, not disseminated from a podcast. God, come on. Exactly. Plus, it, ma- it makes everybody else feel better when they're like, ha-ha, those dummies. Yeah. I guess. I'm not sure. Maybe? Yeah. That's, that's a yes. Oh, is, is Art still on the show? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he is on Tony and not like on that other show. This Superstar. Is cha- Art, this is Angry Chaplin here. If you could do me a huge favor... Go on Facebook and like the After Lodge podcast. <laughs> nothing else, okay? Don't like anything else but the After Lodge podcast. It'd be a, a huge favor. That, that, that joke, Art, is uh, when, when you were on earlier and disappeared, Nick said you did not exist on the internet, <laughs> Facebook, nor anywhere else. We were really looking for you for so long. I don't know how I blacked myself out. How did you? Uh, how did you stumble upon the After Lodge podcast? That's a that's fair question. That's a fair just question. looking at you know trying to find out anything about masonry and who's doing what and what people are talking about. So, how long have you been a mason? Uh, since two thousand ten. Hmm. Huh. So, huh. so eight years huh. ago, huh? So, what? You're like past grandmaster now, or? <laughs> No, I, I was I was talked into being secretary within my first year of joining. Oh, oh, oh that's so, bad. I'll pour oh, some whiskey out for you. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> the, the last uh, lodge of research I visited, they asked me if I was a past master, and I said no, but I am a past secretary, and I I thought that impressed them a little bit more. Yeah, that's a that's definitely <laughs> a higher level. Uh, yeah, if you survive a year as secretary, uh, yeah, you you've accomplished something more. I'm sworn to return as soon as I move through the chairs. Sure, sure. Take as long as you need. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, take that vacation. If you have to go through twice, go for it. <laughs> I can't even fathom how that works, because in our lodge for several years now, anytime the master doesn't know what he's doing, he turns to the secretary and does, like, a shrug thing. That's how most lodges are. That's, I think that's yeah. most lodges. <laughs> how did that work there? You just shrug back? <laughs> our worshipful master is a past grandmaster and he still looks at me and like so what are we doing yeah after a little while you used to you're supposed to know what you're talking about anyway so if you say that with conviction everybody just goes with it that's, that's right that's been my experience I, that's how harlan gets away with most yeah. of it like, well, Carlin, he knows everything yes yes i do it's in the bylaws right yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bylaws. It's fine. Confidence will take you a long way, even if yeah, you don't you, know the answer. And you don't admit that what you don't know. No, you just you just roll with it. Even if it was wrong, you just got to double down. Yeah. And then yeah, I yeah. get somebody like Brother Square who really wants to call you on it, and he just doesn't know how to pick his battles. They're really bad. Like you know, having to destroy him in front of everybody when he was right the whole time. But which is why he doesn't <laughs> look at you. Have you noticed yeah. this year? Yes. Like, he looks at me over you, and I, I don't really know how to deal with that, especially if it's something I don't know, because then I'm supposed to look at you. Like, how, how does that work? We had uh, the master from our, our sister 
Prince Hall Lodge um, visit us at our meeting last night. And somehow we got into this discussion about the the diminishing authority or the diminishing respect or deference or whatever you want to call it of a past master. There's like a line. And so when you when you just came out of the chair, like you're big stuff. It's like, well, you're the past master and everybody's looking at you and cares what you have to say. And then it starts to slowly diminish. And then in like five years, it just disappears. So once you're like five years out of the chair, like nobody cares what you have to say anymore. Your, your opinion matters less than that of like the new the new fellow craft. Um, and that was blowing his mind. Bruce will get a taste of that next year. When I can't wait. I people can't think of you a little less. In that lodge. And then like five years from now, when there's enough guys in the lodge and active who weren't around when you were master, and they're like, so who's Bruce and who cares what he says? There's nothing I want more than to rotate around to where the, the old guys sit. Oh, buddy, I got you a seat next to me. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> Next year we're gonna. We're gonna I, secretary. I, I, I could do that. We're gonna put Rayman up. Uh, Rayman up in the assistant master job, and uh, you know, there's gonna be an empty seat next to me, buddy. Can he wear a smaller hat? We're creating a new office called Deputy Master. Yeah, it's just uh, like one of those ones with the screen. How how small can the hat be? Is that in the bylaws? No Good question. Does it have to actually cover your head? There's no, about, there's no rules about the hat. The little uh, helicopter on the hat, you know? And last night, the hat was a ball cap. That's literally, oh, literally a baseball cap, yes. We don't, we don't do that. Oh, fucking Bob. Well, so, <laughs> to be fair, he didn't know he was going to have to sit in the East, and there was a big thing going on that night, and so... That's no excuse. We have a hat for the master, like, next to the chair on the floor. Nobody wears that hat by choice. Is that like the hat of shame? One of those hats, like the the blue, the blue thing with the square on it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Everybody's seen those, right? The it's like crushed velvet. Oh yeah, the blue thing one with the square. Yeah, the ugly ones. What? It's a way that hasn't been like parted to the side. No, it just has a square on it. Can't say I've ever seen that. Is it points up or points down? Uh, it is well. It depends on what you're calling the point. So the angle of the square is up, oh. but the legs okay. are pointing down. The legs? Yeah, it's a square. Yeah. So you're telling me up is down right now? <laughs> He's totally blown. How does, how does on this, depending wait. on when it's flopping, you can't tell. How does a leg? How does a square have legs? <laughs> there, there are two lines that make up a square. Same way a compass does. Uh, oh, a square! I'm thinking a square, <laughs> like a like a square. Come on, Nick, that's hitting me right now, Nick. So, uh, Nick, <laughs> you thought we were things? talking about a four-sided object. Mason, <laughs> <laughs> as free and accepted Masons, we use these things called tools. I think Nick's a clandy. <laughs> I am no longer the clandy guy here. Anyone verified you? It's Florida. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I you- have. I have Masonically verified Nick, just for the record. We have Florida, Florida man at it again. Shut up. Oh, don't. In, in Florida, their squares are just like actual squares. All their working <laughs> tools are just <laughs> <laughs> a magnetic compass. Like a I'll have you know. <laughs> I'll have you know. I was, get your circle of paper. <laughs> I was almost a charter member of the new virtual lodge in Australia. Oh. Boy. 
I was going to be an oh. international. Are we, do, are we doing almost now? <laughs> yeah, right. Please, I almost won the lottery. Fiction doesn't, doesn't tolerate that virtual lodge stuff, Nick. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be broadcasting that to the world. Why? Well, I hear Civil is really cool. Civil is amazing. Let's talk about that. Not when we're broadcasting to the internet. <laughs> I can't be held responsible for your public flogging. Wow. Yeah, Dude, they're, but... they're chartered and everything. Mm. Well, gentlemen, I think I'm going to go and spend some time with the fam. So I bid uh, the adieu. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it was good hearing from you again. Later, guys. Hey. Bye. Later. Hey. A, B, <laughs> wait, I don't know how to say bye to right. Canadian. Now that Canada's gone. The <laughs> Z, because Canada. Well, what what had happened with Australia is they meet when you convert their down? meeting time to Eastern time. It was like 5 a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> but yeah. The problem with this is what? That I wasn't going to wake up at 5 a.m. on a Wednesday. Go- member. To go to lodge. My neck. I, I drive two hours to lodge one way. I'm the secretary in two lodges. You need to be more dedicated. Shit. That's too much dedication. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> you need to find somewhere between where you are and where Andrew is. So there's no lodges? There are. I pass play, let's see here, five lodges to get to this lodge. It's my home lodge. It's the one that my grandfather and father are a member of. So... I always like to go to that one. It's also the number one lodge in the state of Wisconsin. We were the first chartered lodge. So I think it's kind of cool to just keep going to that lodge. And I don't mind a two-hour drive to get there. It's that two-hour drive after the meeting that uh, yeah. takes uh, you know a little longer to get home. I, that was a rough one. I likewise have a hell of a commute to lodge. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andrew, or not Andrew, uh, uh, Art, how far away is your lodge? Uh, my home lodge is about 20 minutes away and the, I end up in Detroit quite a bit cause I like the guys down there and that's where the Michigan lodge of research is. And that's about an hour and a half. Cool. Ah, Detroit. That's still a thing. I thought like, did you guys sell the city yet? You guys no, and, that, and the, the, the lodges I go to are actually in the Michigan Masonic temple, not, not in the suburbs. Oh, the grand lodge thing. Well, yeah. no, it's not, it's not grand lodge, but it's the Detroit Masonic temple. Oh, yeah, that massive thing isn't even Grand Lodge? No. Yeah. Holy crap. Is that is that the one um yeah. uh, the, Jack White saved or whatever? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Cool. So we're talking about the, the Taj Mahal of Masonry, right? I'm thinking <laughs> of the same building. It's an impressive building, yes it is. Yes. I definitely need to see that. Um we have a dear brother in, in Detroit who we keep talking about going up and seeing and have yet to do it, but he promised to give us the tour of that facility. Mm. I've seen pictures. It is impressive. So yeah, they, they, do regu- and, they do regular tours. Andrew has waited all this time to tell us he's a Grand Lodge officer, and I didn't know we were allowing Grand Lodge officers on this. We're program. not. Who's calling this? <laughs> Nobody. I, 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 I thought you were. Nick just threw that link out and everybody bail. Did Tom really Tom, just Tom, run away? Tom, <laughs> <laughs> if it matters, I have absolutely no authority. So yeah, this is a pretty cool chance for what I got as an EA. I will tile us. 
Okay. So tell us, Andrew, what is it that you do exactly? So I am as known as what is an area administrator. I work under the district deputy grandmaster. So I'm basically their assistant, um, more of a friend to the lodge, uh, just going there with education, helping with degrees. I have literally, I am gone usually two nights a week to five different lodges. Oh, and this man masonries. This I miss that. Masonries. I used to be like Nick and Andrew and go to lodge all the time. Then I secretary. Then I got married and well, I became secretary. I don't know which one did me in. They both happened around at some time. Yeah, and Harlan, just to so you feel safer, it's, it's, uh, Brother Thom has a a Masonic knife. He does. This was this was the sharp instrument that I was received upon. That's. Does your grandmaster know about that? That seems <laughs> yeah. a little dangerous. It seems a little. <laughs> it's a little serious over there. I mean, that's that's how it works. You guys don't have like a like we got a Bowie knife. A what? <laughs> a Bowie knife. Yeah, the senior deacon just whips it out of his boot. A a Bowie knife. Yes. Yeah, bo- Spelled Bowie, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. It's a big Bowie, Nick. Bowie. I've heard big of Bowie. What would you do if someone pulled out a machete? Crocodile. Sing! Oh, calm down. Yeah, you know, her respect to the guy carrying that. <laughs> he is uh, receiving you into into the fraternity. It's like, where are you going, man? Where are you going? Yeah, my the lodge I'm a member of in Florida. We currently have 16 people that have petitions being put in, and we're balloting on them on Tuesday. And I just pray no, because that someone always makes the joke that so we do a collective ballot at the first time, and somebody always makes the joke that they're going to drop a black ball in there. That way, we have to do 16. Individual yeah. <clears throat> ballots, and nobody's allowed to leave the room until the balloting why, is over. Why is it 16? Have y'all been like letting them pile up before you vote? Like, what's that's a lot? Yeah, not really. Explain, explain to me how that happens, Nick. We really don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a cause for concern. No, no, we don't know what happened. Was as in people just kept calling and emailing and showing up. And there's no connection between sunshades? What? No sunshades. It's a thing you put in your car's windshield to block the sun. It don't work very well, though. Okay. And there's no connection between them. But there's just so many of them. And then we're all just like, huh. Okay. You're being infiltrated, Nick. I think we're... I don't know what it is, though. So, like Nick, this- you said that you can do collective balloting? Because in Wisconsin, we can't. I had to do six one night, and that was the longest night of my life as a secretary of reading six petitions. I will have you know that if I knew that you guys were going to do that that night, I would leave. <laughs> Be like, oh, we're voting tonight? <laughs> well, virtual master, see you later. It wasn't fun for me either, Nick. Oh, my goodness. We once had... I forgot what it was, but the master, it was like a new master. And one thing I don't, I don't like about the fraternity, but I understand it is we put guys in positions when like worship master, when they don't have leadership skills. So they get all like 
militaristic? Like, oh, Probably gonna... because when they got voted on, people like you left. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't sitting around for this. Right. Oh, I'm yeah. not hanging around to vote. Well, well I think there are two problems there, right? You do have people who try to be leaders from the sidelines. And so you have to kind of put your foot down on occasion. You never had that before? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we I mean, just... are you talking about like past masters, like old guys? Or are you talking about. There are new people who have never come been. Too? Okay, well, yeah, you just throw a gavel at those guys. Or... You know, I'm actually a big fan the of the system. I think that the. Uh... Having the master being a guy who hasn't been around for 80 years um, has its own special value. Even if we lose some other perks, I still think it's worthwhile. Right? He hasn't been around long enough to to have fully cemented in with one click or another. He's still not, a somewhat. Not that, uh, I mean, our like, master. Sorry, okay. no, I, I mean, guys that like. Like they're like, oh, a master. We're gonna have practice once a week. I want all the officers to meet once a week. We're gonna have, you know, nightly conference calls. You know, and they're like, yeah. And you're like, dude, calm down. And he's like, he's like, well, we're gonna we're gonna run this tight ship. And then you're like, dude, you don't even know your own ritual to open the lodge. Like, let's calm down. It only lasts till like February. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once they realize they can't even sustain it themselves, it dies quick. About the time they they start to figure it out and really figure out how to run that show, that's time you yank them out of the chair, right? All right, well, it's time for balloting. (laughs) I think think, I've been like super spoiled with the master at my lodge. Uh, He's doing his second year and he's good. He's like been a Mason, I think, eight or nine years, and he's a great leader and we have great ritual. But I'm I'm kind of scared uh, about experiencing another master because I'm like, oh, he's really good, but I'm not sure about the other people coming up. So Is this, when you say second year, you mean second year in a row, or like he left and then he came back? Second year in a row. Yeah. I mean, we felt that way, and then we got a new master, and yeah, it was rough, but we we survived. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it'll go on. It'll just I'm just I've just gotten spoiled. Yeah, that's what I feel. Nick, what are you just doing? I was trying to see if my micro four third lens would fit on, if it would work on my webcam. It's spoiler, it doesn't. But we have some random guy named Pete. Hey, Pete. Hi, Pete. Or someone has muted him. What's up, Pete? Unmute yourself. I think this is a Sparky 517 in the IRC. Who comes here? Okay. Well, let's not all get expelled in one night, okay? <laughs> hey. How you guys doing? Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. <clears throat> First time caller. <laughs> Where are you calling from? I hail from Western Pennsylvania. Mm, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do too. Get her. Yeah. What part of Western Pennsylvania? I'm sorry, what was that? What part of Western Pennsylvania? Uh, I live around Sharon, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little bit further from us. We're okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome again. Thank you. So, uh, what derogatory thing did you come to say about Nick? Absolutely nothing. Oh. Thank you. What, I, I this there are so many things you could say. Oh. But how can you say something? About, thanks, babe. How can you say something about somebody who just got mac and cheese delivered by his wife? <laughs> you got a good. Yeah, we're so happy for you, Nick. And then Burns is so happy for you. <laughs> My wife just brought me strawberry shortcake. So, oh damn, dude! <laughs> oh, your wife is so. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that in ten seconds. Like, just let us have those. Right. Oh gosh, we gotta keep this show alive just so we can get the weekly updates from Nick post baby. Is going to be the best time of my life. Oh, I can't wait to see him fall apart. It's going to be. So good. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be taking bets on how long it takes. Three days. Three days. It was about sixteen hours. Um, I don't know. We'll see if Nick makes it sixteen hours. It's going to be fine between my wife, her three sisters, the nanny. Mm-hmm. What? No. Mm-hmm. Just, you're not really needed then. Got it. Uh, you're going to be shoved out. We're so happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem, so... Yeah. <laughs> you know what you can do now to start preparing, Nick, is just start sleeping in one-hour increments. <laughs> and making your own mac and cheese and like, someone like, else's. The sooner you can adjust yourself to that, the better. The better, yeah. So we live on the third story con- apartment. Condo. But you're looking for a house. But we're looking for a house. And the my wife and I, I mean, I she is awesome. Like we we never argue, we never like disagree I'm with each other. So happy for you. <laughs> Except when it comes to what we want in the house. So uh, we, we live in a good city. And <sighs> he's like, "Well, you know, I want, you know, I want I want all this." And I'm like, "Well, we could I mean, we could afford like write this." Give you this, and so the her big thing is we need to live near good schools. To which I remind her that I didn't go to a good school and I turned out just fine. <laughs> to which she looks at me and says, "We need a good school, a very good school." <laughs> <laughs> but all the houses near all the good elementary, middle, and high school. See, I just don't think it matters because our child's not going to go to school for. Yeah, thank you. Brother Dom, it's it's first of all, it's like a twenty thousand dollars a year or something. I have no idea. I just threw that number out. But second of all, does it matter? The kid has like six years before they go to school. You think that? And then I thought that too. And now I'm trying to figure out how we're going to pay for said school. So it comes faster than you think. A house is also greater than six months, six year commitment usually, right? So more like thirty. Yeah. I think that's the that first number. six years. You're going to be a little more distracted than like the rest of their life. Yeah, trying to stop the baby from dying. Yes, mm-hmm. like actively mm-hmm. killing themselves because they try to do that. That that is the stage I'm in with, with number two. So uh, that that actually happened during the show. That's why I went blank for a while. Uh, my son decided to kamikaze himself. Um, it got oh. ugly. Yeah, they're, they're like active little suicide creatures. Like, oh, this looks like it'll kill me. Yay! And then, yeah, you, you weren't there for two seconds, and now you're in the ER. That is, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's good fun. We're so happy for you. We're so happy. Andrew, do you have any kids? I don't, but uh, you're talking about this. It sounds like my childhood where my grandmother was watching me and my parents found me chewing on a electrical cord behind the chair. <laughs> and now I'm a system administrator, so apparently, you know, it worked out somehow. We had a thing for cables. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and once he got electrocuted with that 220 from the wash machine, we knew. <laughs> he was going to be a data scientist. Yeah. Oh man! All right, brothers, I gotta, I gotta head out. It was nice to pop in. Later, Thomas. Good and, talk. Uh, it was fun. See you guys. Thank you, everyone. Bruce, have a good night. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Right. See you. Right. Pete, Pete, do you have any kids? I have two. I have a 19 year old and a 21 year old. Wow. So you have like heirs at this so, point. <laughs> Basically, you don't have to try and actively stop them from killing themselves, is what you're saying. Eh, pretty much. But you have to stop them from killing you. That shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, they're still <laughs> a little young for that. Yeah. You know. Whose wife is screaming? Nice. Oh, I tried to just stay coming, but kill the bug. We're going to miss you, Dad. You're like, hold on. You've got pneumonia. Bye. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yes. And then they grow up in the monsters. Be prepared. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You getting the feather? Okay, take it out. No. Oh, is that Taylor? (laughs) Hello? 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 Oh, I thought it was muted. No, you weren't. (laughs) Nope. We know, by the way, the things you were saying to your wife. Oh, thank you. Hey, give me one second, guys. Okay, and deal with kids. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What you have to look forward to, Nick. Yeah. Nick, my my wife, who always is standing right off camera on the show, like (laughs) I can I can touch her like right off the camera. Anyway, uh, she wants to know if you got a name for your, your your child. We do. Her first name is Penelope. You hear that, Tony? You hear that? Penelope. I hear that. I hear that. We've got dibs on that name, by the way. So you yes, you're going to have to pay some royalties up. Well, your kid will have to be Penelope too, or something like that. Okay? Yeah. Don't, why? You don't even have a daughter, does he? Yes, he does. He's got a granddaughter named Penelope. I've got a daughter, and I've got a granddaughter named Penelope. So your your daughter will have to be Penelope too. <laughs> if a woman has a has a child, a junior, stop. It names a child the same. Are they junior? No, women don't do second. that. No, that's, mm. that's not a thing. Are they a second? No, they're not properly. Yes, but you'll never actually see it worded that way. Huh? She's dying to know the middle name, Nick. She won't leave me alone. Oh. So I want Penelope Grace, but she's going to be born the first week in December. So we're thinking Penelope Noel. Mm. Call him the fifth. Mm. What'd she say? Nope. <laughs> no, the wife says she votes Noel because she has a say in your child's uh, your child's naming. <laughs> you bet she does. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! What? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> exactly. Dang. 
Uh, is so, daughter? Why is your daughter in this? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, she's trying to attack me with a feather. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That sounds oh. evil as hell. Hey, she's a little crazy. I'll be right back. I love yeah. it. I love it. Hope you make it. <laughs> Thank you. Tony's back with uh, his windows down. Oh, all of a sudden he's sideways. sideways. And he's sideways, yes. To roll the truck, Tony? Nicholas. <laughs> he's, he's in a ditch right now. Also, he's <laughs> muted. Sorry, Tony. Somebody, I don't know who muted you, but... Nicholas. Yes, Mrs. Harlan's wife. Grace is an overly popular name. What is? Grace. Everyone uses Grace. He never yep. said Grace. He did. Say Grace. Way to pay attention, Bruce. He yeah, said Bruce. Noel. Grace. That's the second option. Yeah. See, see, Bruce, if, if your wife was right. You never listen. listen. If, she's on, wife, if you have something to say, you come on camera, like s- at least a couple of the other people on this. Oh. I'm going to need a muted uh, oh. censorship bubble in front of that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bruce. What uh, what do you look like? Uh, don't you see basically how he looks all the time? Yeah, no, I go to Lodge looking like that. That's the yes. suit jacket I wear and everything. I wear that bow tie. The little hat. Obviously, I take the hat off. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, well, you didn't last year. So, anyway... Are, are we done, Mrs. Harlan's wife? If you're looking for a, a Christmas thing or, Chris, or a holiday thing, why don't you make it like Penelope Hanukkah? Hanukkah. <laughs> Hanukkah. Penelope <laughs> Hanukkah. I mean, boy, Tony, you have such good ideas. Let me just write that one down on the board. So I thought that oh, he's not actually writing anything. <laughs> What'd you say, Taylor? Uh, I thought we all decided that it was going to be David Riley. Yeah, I kind of... Yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, look. I mean, look, Riley's a girl's thing. Look, my wife's dog's right there. Or, I mean, our dog, but... It, it, it should we be know like, what you mean. That should be one name. Like, her name should be Penelope David Riley Harvey. <laughs> Maybe hyphenated. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Look, I'm petting the dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I wanted to find a way to incorporate David Riley's name. I guess we do Riley. That's just said. Riley's a girl's name. Penelope Riley Harvey. That's 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 three first names, sir. That is not a good point. <laughs> I mean, we know that domain name is available, but I mean, that's just my son has three service. first names. Oh yeah, what's your son's first names? First names. David Robert Anthony. We give him a last name too, though. So, <laughs> do you give a? I mean, you don't really give him a last name. He kind of just gets one. Well, yeah, you know. No, you give it to him. I don't sign that birth certificate. He ain't getting the name. <laughs> Can you just write a different last name on the birth certificate? Probably. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I don't know. I mean, well, <laughs> does somebody come along to enforce the last name <laughs> has to be the same? Like, like you try and turn it in, and the doctor comes in and he just shakes his head at you. Yeah. My surname is mine to bestow upon who I wish. Wow. Oh, on like a tangent to that. So earlier I was working through a client file and 
sparing you the details, I needed social security numbers for some heirs to an estate. So I got these three grandkids, and they're like, one of them's like in his mid-40s, and another one's like 38, and the other one's like 30. And I got their social security numbers, and they're all the same except for the last digit. Like, they're sequential, like one, two, three. What? I'm like, how the hell did that happen? And they but all filed for their, their, their numbers at the same somewhere. time. Yeah, but there's, there's got to be a story. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've never seen that. That, that was a first. Like, well, bo- you just, sure got, like, you used to not numbers. getting your social security number at birth used to not be a thing. Uh, you had, you had to actually like register on. for it. It is essential. If, if you get, I, I've, I've known people that have had that where it's been like, it's, it's not three in a row, but I've, I've known people that have had, uh, it's one, two, That's crazy. uh, sequentially it's, I'm, oh. I, I, I don't know how rare that is, but I've, I've heard of it happening. What I was going to say, Nick, was you should see if like you get your wife's social and like have, have your daughter like one number off. Since apparently that's a thing. That's a thing. But, gentlemen, we have Captain Esoterica joining us, who literally put on his podcasting hat. Yes. <laughs> Greetings. Welcome. Welcome to our humble podcast. It is a pleasure to be here. So, where are you from? Uh, I am from the California area. Oh, really? Are you whereabouts? Near Bongo? Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, bongo adjacent. Really? Yes. That's a, that's a geographical term of art for the rest of you who didn't know. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, I've been know. listening to you guys since uh, since shortly after the whole Grand Lodge fiasco. So I've been desperately oh. trying to find those early recordings, but uh, to yeah, no avail. Everybody has. Everybody has. Yes. Yeah, we're still trying to find a way to do that. And every time we get close, we like second guess ourselves because we accidentally listen to two or three of them, and then we're like, "Oh, <laughs> no, we can't, we can't do that." Yeah, understandable. Done right after the website is right, Harlan. Um. Yes, actually, yes, yes. Let's go with that. Um. The website will be done one day. I believe you. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> Come on, guys, it's 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 only been four years. Like it, four and a half. Five. Yeah, we didn't start talking about a new website till like episode six. So, so four and a closer four. to four. A third. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are you what are you up to these days? Is that really your podcasting hat? Oh yeah, for sure, man. Are those your podcasting glasses? Uh, no, these are that, that, actually those would be my Coca Cola glasses, which are still in the <clears throat> We had a meeting last night, and I was wearing them. Oh, nice. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. You guys meet on uh, Saturdays, right? <laughs> yeah, I've got those Coca Cola sunglasses that uh, that a show guest brought us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Now I was going to ask you guys. You were talking about. Uh, uh, worshipful masters and stuff, and I was going to ask you, how do you measure leadership skills? How do you measure what makes a good Masonic leader? So, when the master is able to get us to do what he wants us to do, and have us be convinced that it was our idea in the first place, 
Yeah, that's we have one guy like that. Right. It's crazy. Like you never felt like he did anything, and then at the end of the year, you're like, he he just manipulated the hell out of all of us. Like you got exactly what you wanted, and we all thought it was our idea. That's awesome. Don't yeah. talk about Tony when he's right here. You know he- <laughs> yeah. Tony no, is a, a genius manipulator. Like to that. me, to me, it's it's a guy who only introduces himself as brother. None of this past, blah, this, that. None of those titles matter. Right. Um, in my opinion, it's a guy who who says hello to everybody, who genuinely cares for everybody, and more importantly, it's a guy who sits when he sees a new guy sitting at the table, either a new EA or somebody petitioning, and they're sitting by themselves at dinner. He sits there and he talks to them. He doesn't worry about meeting everybody else or chatting with his friends. Um, and he always does what's best for the lodge. And he gives, he gives everybody like this, we had one guy. What did, he wanted to do something that was just so weird. Like it was like he wanted to buy all the Girl Scout cookies of his daughter's troops or something. Something really strange. And we were like, why? And he's like, well, you know, they, ha- they never really sell a lot, and I really just want to do, like, an anonymous donation and buy them all. And we're like, sure. The worship master is like, sure. Yeah, that's – we're going to do it. We're going to rally. It's a great idea. So somebody that makes everybody feel important. So do you think, Nick, that it's more important if you're looking – before they're in the East, of course, it's more important that they care a lot about everybody and they're friendly – than that they have some kind of a tangible, measurable leadership skill? Like, more important for their heart to be in the right place? Well, I mean, what yes. aspect of being a master is, is tangible? I don't, I don't think there is one. I mean, we could come up with a metric, but I don't think we should. <laughs> no. Honestly, I don't, I don't think focusing on the idea of, like, a good leader... When I was in the mentorship stuff, is the lodge still standing here when I leave the east, which it was? So, or is it in better shape than it was when I took the chair? No, I said what I said, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's because our lodge has incredibly low standards. Wow. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'm asking is not how do you know if the worship master did a great job, but how can you? identify who might end up being a great worshipful master or might end up being a good worshipful master. That's true. So the guy that everybody is naturally following already. Yeah. Probably that guy. Like there's that guy in, in every lodge who might not even be an officer of the lodge, but everybody just naturally gravitates to following him. Right. Um, it's an intangible quality, but you, you know it when you see it. Like, you just look around a lodge. Like, I can go to a lodge that I've never been to before, and there's enough people there, and they're doing something. And in less than an hour of, of watching those brothers, you can quickly determine who the guy I'm talking about is in right. any lodge. There, there's always that guy. Yeah. So how, how does that work in the progressive line? It doesn't. That's why you I don't have like one. the progressive line. Yeah, that's why we have a progressive line. <clears throat> I'm not a fan. Not a fan at all, but you know it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I'm a member of, of two lodges. One of them doesn't have a progressive line, and we had we had the same master for four years and, until he passed away. And he he was that guy I'm talking about, like the one 
when it came time to decide who was going to be master of our new TO effort, like there wasn't even any debate. There were no other nominations. It was everybody's just like this guy. So here's here, here's my opinion on the progressive line. Like Harlan obviously is is not a fan, but like sometimes the lodge in in certain moments has to do what's best for one person and not necessarily the whole lodge. I mean, like that's kind of what we're all here for. And a lot of times people wouldn't take that chair in the East unless they were kind of pushed into it. Yeah. And this is a, this is a way to make that happen. And more than once where it makes a better guy out of, out of the person who takes that chair. Sure. I've, I've heard the saying before that you grow into the worshipful master's hat and all that stuff. I have to agree with Bruce. I think that, you know, you have seven years if you're starting your guy out as a, uh, junior uh, steward that uh, you can help build him up to the point that he can naturally be a leader. Right. And, and, it, and it might take seven years to do it. Yeah. But you know, we're all about making, you know, good men better. And that's one of the ways we do it. Yeah. But let's say for example, cause here's a real, no, I shouldn't say that. Here's a completely fake story of something I'm just making up right now and not recalling <laughs> from memory. A guy went through the chairs. He became a junior warden. His whole attitude, his, he just completely, everyone was like, what happened to this guy? He went like, no, like, just completely, no, no one had any idea what turned on him. And I'll spare specifics because it was a big thing. I mean, it wasn't a big thing down here because it didn't exist. The big thing um, that you're just totally making up. could have been a big thing. Totally, yeah, totally yeah. making up a big thing. And then so I, I, it's, it's one of those like awkward, he's, in my example, that doesn't exist. Maybe he's been through the chairs for like, what, six years? And then you're telling him like, hey, I know you're two away from the East, but we don't know what the hell's going on and we ain't voting you in next year and we know it's going to drive you crazy and you're probably going to leave the lodge. We've had to do it in lodges I exist in. We just like, if you're not showing up, you're not, you know, being an active member of the lodge, you're not going to sit in the East in our lodges. We'll recycle a past master before we'll let that happen. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, attendance is at, at bare minimum the the barest criteria to, you know, whether you're going to advance or not. That's for sure. Do you guys feel that's like... That's kind of assumed, right? Right. Yeah, that's what I would think. Because <laughs> right? assume Some you're going to be there in the lodge. <clears throat> you would right. assume, but, you know, I've been in lodges where, you know, the last two years our junior warden has not moved to senior warden just due to attendance. Did he that's, or did he that's a leave? separate issue. <clears throat> it's definitely an issue. Do you guys so, feel like in those circumstances that it's best to have the guy repeat or best to have him leave? Or, like, how do you handle that kind of thing when you spot if it's that, because uh, an issue is happening? Attendance or lack thereof, he needs to probably step out of line. Right. Yep. And, you know, priorities. that's how we've kind of explained it is, you know, your priorities are not in line with what we're looking for as an officer. Right. Which, I mean, is, is fine. It's not necessarily a negative thing on you. If you got stuff going on in your life, yeah. go, go do your stuff. Come back when you're ready. That's okay. yep, and that's what we've told them. It's like, you know, your chair will be waiting for you at some point in the future if you're ready. Right. Yeah, but then the rest of the lodge can get pissed off about that. So let's say he right. has legitimate cable toe issues. He leaves for four years, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Now, <coughs> I've been going through the line since he's been gone, and then he's going to come back and start as junior warden? Uh, no. and Well, I mean, it, it, I guess it's different from lodge to lodge, but in our lodge, you start back at the bottom. Hmm. Right. Yeah. In our lodge, we probably won't start him as junior warden. I don't know if we'd knock him all the way back to the bottom. 
but you know, he probably would have to go through some, I guess we'll call it remedial positions again. Right. I so mean, that's just kind of the part of feeling out everybody who's in your lodge. Cause you know, <clears throat> there might be some guys in the stewards chairs who are not necessarily ready to move. <laughs> on, on the other hand, if you have someone who you feel like is really doing well, are you supposed to advance them or have them skip chairs? Or do you feel like it's necessary for them to go through each one? So I think we've been framing it in terms of that individual brother, their priorities, um, right. what they can do. It's I think it's a better idea to think of what does the lodge need right now and who can fill that role. Um, I, I think we've seen a lot of reversals in relationships and the way that our lodges function with like the community amongst ourselves. If if the lodge needs a guy who is better at building relationships like Tony and convincing people to do things that need to be done, then that's who they need. If they need somebody who has really good financial sense, that's what you need. If you need a guy who's really good at ritual and who can marshal the forces, you should be able to switch people in and out based on what you need for as a lodge rather than those right. other things. And, and I guess in a, in a perfect world all three of your pillars, each one of them might exhibit different qualities that together, you know, you could see how it could go. Yes. Um, or you could have Bruce. <clears throat> what? I didn't say anything. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, I agree. I think people get all um, hot and heavy over the positions of the lodge. Our junior... He's currently our junior warden, is a very, very successful person in business. Um, he, no one kind of knew, no one can, if, even if you sat down, every member, including him, and asked him, how did he get into this position? Nope, nobody could figure it out. But he is now basically the, basically the head project manager of all the projects we're doing in Lodge. And I think... We've probably spent twenty five thousand in our lodge this year. I mean, we've 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 changed a lot of stuff, um, and he's just always been the guy who made the call, made the business decisions. He got all the everything. Nobody knows how it happened, but he just kind of ran with it. And he does such a good job. So, but yeah, I don't know. but our junior, our our senior warden is a cool, really cool. Uh, southern dude, and he loves cooking. That's his thing. He just loves cooking. And when we have like a lodge paint party or whatever, he makes way too much food. Like it's just, oh, there's 10 people here. All right, so we're going to make like 35 pounds of bacon. We need at least seven dozen eggs. And we're like, nah, I need like one egg. He's like, nah, you're taking them all. That sounds about right, though. That's a you know, that's a good ratio of bacon to eggs. I like that. <laughs> and eggs to people, but literally like pancakes, like like this. And you're like, I just, I just wanted like one egg and two pancakes. Like that's all. Um, but yeah, but our lodges, the lodge I belong to, is really, it's really interesting. They do a lot of social projects and community projects, and they're all super successful. And it's just really. Like we had a golf tournament, right? And yeah, you know, all a bunch of lodges do golf tournaments. But like Ford and Chevy donated cars for us to give away. And Damn. a bunch of businesses donated way too much money to get like you know, like <clears throat> what is that? Yeah, to get like their picture on like the hole on the course or whatever. 
and we ended up walking away with, I think, I don't remember. I think it was something like fifty or sixty thousand dollars, but it, it was written in our bylaws that we had to give it to charity, which we did. But there was literally not enough charities we could figure out how to give it to them. Is we that were like because having... it was over X amount, or like what? What's what? What was the bylaw specifically? I'm just curious because that's not a thing we have. No, and this is a recurring argument that comes up every year in our lives. <laughs> of course, it's also never a problem we've had before, but that's... Well, no, we, we have the problem of we, we make all this money on, on one of our big fundraiser things, and then it's there's the guys who want to give every penny of it away, and the guys who want to give zero pennies of it away, because financially speaking, we shouldn't. And then and then there's like all of the guys in between, and it's always a big, uh, the lodge needs big debate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the. I wasn't there for it. Like, someone says, oh, we're voting on the bylaw change. And I'm like, oh, I am so sick. I won't be able to make it tonight. Like, <laughs> nope. So, so you? What? I, I said, like you? Yeah. Like, nope, not, not going to make it. Um, but yeah, then we changed it. So. Further events, we would keep X amount. We would keep a certain percentage, and then we would give away a certain percentage. Um, and I think, and of the of the amount we kept, we divided it even further. That said, X percent goes into our main our our building fund. X amount goes into like our activities fund. And like everyone was like, "All right, cool. Like this is cool." So. Yeah, we- we made a rule like that, but we still argue about it. It's uh, sixty forty for us. Oh yeah, on the giveaway to charity side, and the forty to the keeping our building running and the pipes from bursting side. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, um, uh, Don Donald Don Captain yes. America. I want to ask. Captain, so you're yes. Captain. So yes. you're you're in uh, Los Angeles. You said. I'm in. Uh, I'm Bongo adjacent. Yes. See, I, apparently that's a thing, but I didn't know what it was the first time. That's why I'm asking again. Right. Yeah. We all. Everyone out here. We all figure out our location based on where Bongo is. Yes. He oh. Is Got it. So, are you a part of this lodge? Uh. Well, I'm not a part of that. Well, I, I get the magazine. Does that mean I'm part of that lodge? No, it doesn't mean you're part of the lodge. Oh, okay. No, then I'm not. <laughs> So this is the Southern California Research Lodge Fraternal Review. Yes. Uh, twenty. Well, I was telling everybody else and all of our listeners. Um, yeah. uh, twenty-five dollars a year, you get the PDFs. Thirty-five dollars a year, you get the hard copies, and they're s- such high-quality stuff. But this is actually their trestle board, which is kind of—I don't believe that. I don't believe that should be a thing. But they go into like super cool Masonic education. And I, our brother Bongozim was published in the latest issue. Also, Westworld comes on tonight. Yes, Bongo. Hell yeah. Um, it's not on now, is it? We got another hour, right? It's eleven. No, it's nine. I, I, I know you have HBO Go. Calm down. Uh, well, my wife would be recording <laughs> it anyway. So, Captain, since you're the only other Reddit username captain uh, around there was once a guy who had a brief history on the show 
who has heretofore been unidentified, who went by Captain Fartsicle. Really? Was that you? I, I believe that was one of Tony's multiple personalities, but I, I can't be certain. I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> We've never fully <laughs> identified the captain. Um, so when I saw another captain, I thought, yeah, here's a shot in the dark. Right. No, it was worth a shot, man. I mean, it sounds like a really prestigious guy that would be great to hang out with, though, for sure. It tried our lodge pretty hard for a while. There were yeah. there was much gnashing of teeth trying to figure out who that guy was. Tony. Uh, and then Tony got a new computer, and then we never heard from that guy again. Somehow, mysteriously, he never showed up again. It's weird, huh? It is weird, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of synchronicity involved in what we do, so... Synchronicity? Try not to read too much into anything. It was not me, I will say that. Uh, How much should I read into the part where Tony told me it was him? (laughs) Uh, uh, I I do have a question for the captain, though. Uh, Yes! uh, Hey, captain, you're wearing your podcast hat. Do you want to give a shout-out for what your podcast is on the show? I mean, what what podcast... (laughs) What podcast are you a part of? Uh, well, currently, I'm a, I'm a small part of the 200th episode of Afterlogic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. crucial. So th- this is me breaking in the podcasting hat is what's happening. Yes. Oh, okay. I, Before this, it was just a hat, Tony. This, oh. is, your, this is your episode one. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Tony, what happened like to all your circle hats? of life. Tony, you're a man that likes to wear hats. What happened to all your hats? You like to wear hats and let your personalities change and all that? I I really lost interest in that when we went to a visual format. Uh, (laughs) Hats were awesome when it was a radio or just a podcast format. When we started doing visuals, it just seemed like it lost its charm. So he didn't want everybody else in the world to see what we had to look at. Right. Um, Although it was kind of like a... You know, it was it was sort of like an old school horror movie thing, right? Where where our listeners' imaginations made it much more funny than anything we could have put on a camera in front of them. Mm. We just hinted at it. Uh, also, the real reason uh, that he's not going to acknowledge is uh, every now and again the camera slips and you can see the edge of Mrs. Tony, mm. and and she's in the car with him, so he's behaving. Uh, oh, I wondered what was. I was going to ask him afterwards. I was like, dude, you were so. Good. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like his, his only command when he would go to Lodge to record with us was, don't embarrass me. And then he would come home and she'd just be shaking her head. <laughs> She's sitting beside me right now eating caramel popcorn. And I started to show her a while ago and she quickly uh, mixed that idea. Hi, Mrs. Mrs. Tony. Tony. You should. I'm a bad poster. I'll say it high. Wave at him. Hey. Hey. Oh, she's pretty. (laughs) Oh, you must be rich. You must be rich, Tony. Yes, Tony is a... a, Hold on. For for the record, I wasn't laughing at Nick's comment. I was laughing at at, at his surprise. Oh. Damn, Tony. Chasing Tony's wife all those years, like, if she wasn't? How long y'all been married, Tony? Uh, we have been married for 34 years. Uh, That's not a mildew Wow. We were the... Uh, an arranged marriage? Like you got married when she was born? 
We we were high school sweethearts, so that was back when high school only went to the sixth grade. So. Can you stop humping uh, your steering wheel for two seconds? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, ho- hold on. I got I got to ask this, uh, audience. I am 34 years old. Tony, what month did you all get married in? In September. <laughs> so you've been married six months longer than I've been alive. Uh, yes, you were. And the answer you're looking for here on the Montel podcast. <laughs> you are not the son. <laughs> you were you were a preemie, and you were so little we gave you back, and that's why you know oh, we're well. Well, thanks, Dad. Anyone like this? We want a real one. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not my real dad. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is that no, I a line you hear. In our actual after lodge hangouts, is Bruce running out of the room screaming, "You're not my real dad." <laughs> but for me, for me, it's been a joy to actually get to see and talk to Captain Esoterica <coughs> because I've actually followed him on uh, the Reddit's and different things, and I've always thought that his insight. Um, I, I, I am thrilled to meet him. I just I've always wanted to. So, hi, Captain. Tony, the, the pleasure is all mine. You. Tony, you've literally never commented on anything I've ever read. Yeah, Captain, I got Don. Don, I got to let you know he's like ninety-five percent BS. Oh no, of course I hardly ever post on Reddit. So I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, posts on Reddit all the time. You just don't know it because he has like fifty accounts. All right. And he doesn't know which ones are which, so you can't call him on it. He does it on purpose. So then when you look him in the eye and you're like, Tony, was that you? And he honestly doesn't know. <laughs> no, Cat Mesoterica, though, he's back from the old days. You've been around almost since episode one. I mean, you've uh, been around. I, I've been around since, that's what I was telling them, uh, since you guys got uh, the little fiasco that happened with the uh, with the Grand Lodge. And that's about when I started listening. And I, I regret that I didn't get to hear what it was like at the very beginning. So you remember, at least from the re-release, the poop story. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. That's classic Afterlife. Okay, all right. Yes. Yeah, we, yes. we, we, we had a discussion about that earlier and there were some of these kids, you know, they don't they don't remember it. Right. <laughs> oh, you know. Or it's, it's those hipsters. I'm thinking I, you may, I may have you messed up with Captain Fartsickle. Oh. <laughs> uh, now I've heard of I've heard of Captain Fartsickle. Okay. He was around for a while. He was pretty funny, and then he just went right. away suddenly. And I have no idea what happened there. It happened to be the same day you, you forgot the login. I, I, still, I still think it was brother's son. Um, mm. I, I still think that was Jason's kid. Yeah, I do too. I do too. It was, it was, no, he was, he was too smart. There he is again. Oh, I need to correct, correct an earlier statement I made when I when I said that Taylor looked like uh, the guy on the, that '70s show. Yeah, we remember. I was actually I was mistaken. Eric on that '70s show actually has an arch nemesis. 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 That's who he reminds me of. It's the arch enemy, and Captain Farcical reminds me of the guy that's always. He's always got the hat, and he's always say he's always like playing second fiddle to. Okay, boys, what do you want to do? I keep thinking it's like the uh, mice and men character. Uh, um, Lenny, 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 yeah. 
Don't but in the cartoons, they all in the cartoons they always draw him with a little hat and stuff. And, and then the other guy looked like he left. I was thinking that a science experiment would break out at any time because that other guy looked just exactly like somebody that was on one of those shows, like a movie that's always about two guys doing a science experiment. And he looked like one of those guys. Are you talking about Pete? Because he's still over there. Over. No, I think he's talking about Tom. Hey, he y'all got all notices from Josh posting all this stuff on Facebook. So he got he's got time to post and tag in Facebook, but he ain't got time to pop in on our 200 show. Yeah. He's posted some weird stuff today. He posts weird stuff every day. He also skipped Lodge last night, and that's why he's giving us the slip. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, Pete, are you still with us? I'm here. What's up, man? So, oh, he didn't oh, manage to like, go to another function, by the way. Oh, sorry. Did I cut someone off? Yes, you did. Of course. Right. There's, there's a delay. So, anyway, no, my apologies. Carry on. The Josh thing's not important. <laughs> Was he there last night? No. So, he got... He... Uh, somehow, uh, I forgot it was lodge night, so he, like, started drinking. Oh, that's BS. Me and him were talking literally the day before. I know. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be there tomorrow because of the reason. But he knows better than to come to lodge under the influence. Uh, our, our lodge, I don't know about you guys, but, like, our lodge is very very strict about that. Like, sometimes if you're on, like, prescription painkillers, the Tyler will ask you to sit out with him and not go into the lodge. Unless you're Tony. So, Harley, were you at Lodge last night? Yes. I felt so bad because I was gone because I was in another town with a funeral. Uh, And then I started seeing on the Slack channel that we've got this big presentation, this really awesome thing. The master's in the ER room. I'm not going to be there. And all these people start saying there. How many people were there? Was anybody there? Uh, It was a a small, small collective. But it was... It was a, it was fantastic. Uh, even with the low, low, low turnout, uh, it went very well. But, but see, I think the optics of that look bad. Here we have a Prince Hall brother that's going to come and talk about the history of Prince Hall, and then nobody shows up to lodge. That, you know, I, thought, I was really upset I couldn't make it. I was worried about that, but so the Prince Hall guys, they hung out after lodge with us until like one thirty in the morning, and they they never do that. They always bolt at like nine thirty. But they were hanging around, having a good time. Like they were so, and the and the presentation lasted like thirty minutes, and then there was like more than an hour of Q and A. I mean, it it went it went very well. Um, well the turnout was disappointing, the, but the event went great. Did the Prince Hall guys hang out because they were having fun and good conversation, or was it because of the town that our lodge is located in? A lot of people don't like to come here after after certain hours. Maybe they just didn't want to go back outside. Well, the joke was that's why they leave for it normally. But no, they they were just like hanging around, chatting with everybody. And Bruce or Harlan, we you have the you have the solution, and I think our most esteemed brother Pete would agree that if they stayed after, and if Bruce wasn't there, but they usually leave. And Bruce is usually. Well, Tony wasn't there either, and neither was Brother Squared. So I could, I could draw a lot of lines. I'll be honest. I, I'll tell you right off the bat. If, if you look at me, I look like a racist. I think so. <laughs> I think I think people just automatically assume that when they see me, man, that guy's racist. If you listen to me, I sound like a racist. Um, well, I, 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 us, and they know that. Like my accidental racism is is yeah. not lost on them, so they. They just roll with it now. They're like, oh, that's Harlan. Don't pay any attention to him. 
Yeah, for some of you brothers, for some of you brothers that haven't listened to all the shows, you need to go back and listen to some of them and find out the Monkey Lodge reference that Harlan made. That was very. <laughs> Once you talk about that, Harlan. That's not. I don't want to talk about that again. I, <laughs> I before before I went to law school, you know, most of you guys know I worked in IT, and I had this this slogan back from like when I first got started, and you know, everybody gets started, they're on the help desk, like that's just that's where you end up in your first IT job. And I always had this slogan of like, you know, our employees are monkeys on keyboards. And it's just always been a thing like, you know, monkeys, like little chimps doing stupid chimp things. And so uh, uh-huh. one night we were, I was, I was, when I was a purple people leader, we were traveling around with the grand lodge. Jason was with me and we were waiting outside this lodge for them to come open the door. And, Somebody mentioned something about clandestine lodges, and I mentioned I, I don't even know how the conversation went, but I said, "Yeah, you gotta stay clear of those monkey lodges." And I was thinking, you know, like monkey see, monkey do, like imitation lodges. But the looks that like the entire grand line just turned their heads and looked at me, and and then I I, I started trying to explain myself, but that only made it worse. So Jason just had to like cut me off and pull me out of there. And uh, it was much funnier on the on the show the, the day after. But I have a long history of things like that, that when I listen back to them, I'm like, oh, God, that sounds horrible. And I wasn't well, even if, that way. Well, and if you want I, to, again, go back in the shows and listen and find out the episode where Harlan went to shake the, the veteran's hand. Uh, and kept trying no. to shake his hand. <laughs> they, was tell us about that one, Harlan. That guy was an asshole. He wouldn't shake my hand. I don't want to talk about that. He was straight up giving me the slip. Also, he didn't have an arm. But uh, why, why, when did this come into the, the bag on Harlan show? Is this the same guy. Uh, sometime around episode. You gave one. shit. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure episode three was that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a 200 episode, so we just get to talking about the greatest hits. You find the Harlan that wouldn't that the guy wouldn't shake his hand. Harlan gets offended and come to find out the guy has no hand. Uh, you, you find out the accidental racist episodes. You find out the poop story episodes. You find out so yeah. there's a lot of hidden gems throughout those 200 episodes. I feel like we need to maybe have a vote, bring a vote before the listeners, and see if we want to replace Harlan's name as the uh, anchor guy. I'm good with that. <laughs> but um hey, so I got to go. So sorry something just came up. Um it was great chatting with everybody. I'll see you guys soon. We're so happy for you, Nick. Bye. Thanks Bye, for guys. hanging out with us. See you next Bye, Nick. So I thought Nick was going to start a vote of your your like favorite after lodge moment, which would be fitting on this 200th show if anybody wow. has any moments to put in nomination. I thought he was just going to plug his podcast again. Uh, yeah. What is the name of his podcast? He was trying to. I, I kicked him out. As you think, Knox dot net dot net. It was dot co dot il or something. But yeah, I'll tell you my overall favorite episode of all, and it might just because my name's in it, but it was the Chaplain's worst week ever. I love that episode. That was a good that one. one. That one almost got us all like in all kinds of trouble, Tony. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but it was an awesome episode. There, there was poop stories. There was racist jokes. There was gay jokes. There was 
We're going to have to do that one as a re-release next time we uh, have to miss a week. No, I mean, it's it wasn't... That was a post-Grand Lodge apocalypse show. Uh, <clears throat> you can't re-release it? Yeah, it's already out. It's out there. I forget the number on it. It's uh, sure. in the high Bruce, what's your favorite episode? I mean, it's got to be the poop story. How is that? How is that? Or episode one? Episode one, honestly. Although that was like our ugliest, roughest episode. There was so much that that episode like just laid the groundwork for. Like it was, it was just, it was so indicative of everything this show would become. And I would like to think that we've lived up to the standards of what that show was. Low, low, low though they may be. I was getting ready to say, which episode was it where we broke Harlan? But there were so many of those. <laughs> You're thinking of the ritual work? It might have been, we had a yeah. Master Mason degree? Yeah, that, that actually happened, Tony. That wasn't a show. That was that was, yeah, in, that was, that was real life. Like during Open Lodge in the middle of the third degree. Yeah, that when I, I just short-circuited. Gentlemen, I'd like to congratulate you on 200 episodes, and I'm going to head out. Thank you all for everything you do, and keep going, man. Well, thank you very much, Captain. We're glad you came on. You want to share your favorite after lodge moment before you bail? Oh, man, I enjoyed all the times that Jason would yell. (laughs) Every episode he was on. Yeah, it was a consistent thing. I always enjoyed that. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, Captain. Thank you, guys. See you next time. See you. Yeah. Anybody else want to want to share a favorite? Well, we just had somebody else join. Uh, Jacob, my good buddy Jacob, uh, just came on. Jacob, hello. Jacob, welcome to the show. Okay, for the listeners out there, this is how it goes. Like with with, with <laughs> like Harlan or Bruce or somebody says hello there. The <laughs> you say things. Or, or <laughs> that's okay too. Thanks for coming on, Jacob. Good talk. <laughs> well, if you didn't know Tony was a jerk, you haven't been listening to the show. Right. Wow. That was fun. How many people have ha- how many times has that happened this episode? So, something's going on where Google now when people are joining, I guess once there's so many people, like you join muted and you have to unmute yourself. Well, it'll also like kind of let you join like you can click on the link but if there's 10 people in the which i mean there's been pretty much since we started it'll it'll tell you right before you click on the screen to join sorry it's full and then it'll boot you out Hmm. Hmm. okay well i just kept saying all these people like come on and then they leave i'm like (laughs) It's like a wrong number. You know, oh, this isn't what I meant to click on. Maybe it's those guys from the Freenode Python channel that I accidentally share the link to sometimes. <laughs> well, if there's anybody listening to us live, there are only eight people on right now, so we got two spots. Yes. Come on. Like my window, uh, the auto joins because Freenode starts with an F and Snoonode is an Snoonet is an S. So Freenode pops up first and joins all those channels, and sometimes I just habitually hit Control V and enter. And so there's been more than one occasion where the uh, the Python programming channel gets links to our show, and then they they jump on and they're like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> uh, well, Harlan, what's your favorite episode? This one. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what an easy answer, Harlan. Right. Yes. So, I was uh, actually a big fan of the uh, the Christmas roundtable we did. I guess it was after Christmas, but the one where we we set up the the like three rows of tables in the lodge room and had that like three microphones to go. Anniversary show. I think that was episode one hundred or yeah. somewhere there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the hundredth episode. Because that's what I wanted to try to do for this episode. We that was fun. That's why I was suggesting. And he brought Canada Dry for us all. Yeah, somebody made the Knicker Buddy Bars. Knicker Buddy Bars. That made the Knicker Buddy Bars. Like the actual Knicker Bars. I don't know about you, but I still have mine. I do. I was going to go grab it. It's uh, I keep it in my, my China cabinet with... Uh, it, it's funny. There's like... The bottom left corner all this like Deica stuff, and then there's a Knicker Buddy bar laying up against the menorah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Tony had like a couple, and then he actually ate them. Um, I don't recommend it, but that was a, that was a fun show. Uh, uh, the uh, the past Grand has been was there. God, we we had like fifteen maybe people packed in there, and we had like three microphones between us. Um, it was a good time. I for remember. Record, uh, sorry, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Bruce. I was going to say, for the record, for this show, this uh, this free for all thing we're doing right now is actually our plan B. Our original plan was to have <clears throat> the most worshipful on, and we were going to have a coming out show of sorts, whereby we told everybody where we're from and all sorts of things that we swore we would never tell. Fortunately for us, uh, that kind of fell through. So we're doing this, and maybe that'll happen in the future. Why are you guys so mean to our listeners? Like, they're all here to hang out with us and then do that. <laughs> all you guys, you were the plan B. I mean, huh. dang. I mean, because I'm going to be honest with them, I guess. I don't know. It sorry. still hurts, Bruce. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, Andrew. I appreciate it, but it still hurts. Okay, well, in the future, I will lie to you. Andrew, you are a handsome man. <laughs> I have heard that one more than once this weekend, but it may be due to the fact that I burned my uh, face last weekend, so. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I thought maybe there was alcohol involved. Or maybe there burned your face, was. and that made was. more handsome? <laughs> you have a problem, sir. How did you I burn know, your face? I have a problem. Uh, we'll call it a uh, Chinese lantern accident where the uh, wax fell out of the Chinese lantern directly onto my forehead and marked me up pretty good. Huh. Hmm. I, I know guys who pay good money for that. <laughs> I'm not one of them. <laughs> it's terrible. It, was a, it wasn't hot wax. It was flaming wax when it hit. Yes. Oh, well, no, that's, that's, that's too much. So the secret is to get the Chinese lanterns that don't say made in China on them. <laughs> Oh, these were the cheapest of the cheapest Chinese lanterns, which, you know, you think they'd know how to make them, but nope. So let me, so, so you light the lantern and you want to let it go to kind of float up, right? And and you yeah. thought it would be a good idea to get directly under the lantern and look up into it. That's Exactly. That's kinda... <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to see how the sausage is made unless you look directly at it? <laughs> you could put your finger you in the see how the sausage is made. Or you don't ever eat it again. Like, those are your two choices. I'm not sure I'm going to do Chinese lanterns again. Well, there you go. You you learned your lesson, I guess. Or you just start engineering your own. I'll guarantee you. Like, sterno burners and, like, like, tissue paper from Walmart and coat hangers. 
Not that I've ever I seen get- that. I guarantee you the next time he does it, he's going to do the exact same thing to wonder if it was a fluke or wonder if it leaks every time because he won't know unless he looks directly up under it again. So, and Tony, you're absolutely again. right. I will. Except this time. Like the one that our oh, students we're incognito. In it's, it's angry chaplain. I, no, no, we don't use our real names. No, no it, it, it says Tony. Like I'm looking right now. And... Yes. Also, uh, why are you creepily sitting in the dark? Like we can see your shirt and like the white of your beard. <laughs> I finally, I just arrived home from the town we had the funeral in, and I'm sitting in my driveway. So, if you really want to find out where we're at, look at the timeline, and if you see where it's dusk right now, you'll know what what line we're on. Tony, if somebody is trying that hard to figure out where we're from, they would have found it like several different ways much easier. Yes. Uh, we had a guy like that last last night showed up at Lodge from like three hours away. You tell the story. I wasn't there. He didn't, a lot of guys do that, but they'll send a message ahead of time. Like, hey, I figured out where you guys are from. I'd like to come visit, blah, blah, blah. No, this guy just like drove from three hours away, showed up at our meeting, asked the Tyler where Harlan is, and then he just walks back. And this is like an hour and a half before Lodge. Just walks back to my desk. And he's like, hey, brother, found you. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. Um, oh, wow. It was a little awkward, yeah. Uh, and then he eventually spilled, like, you know, he figured it out, you know, a hundred episodes ago. He just never got the chance to come down until last night. Did, did, did he not ask about me at any point, man? I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's, well, that's really depressing to me. I mean, he did, but I mean, let's face it. He wasn't here to see you. Do y'all remember the time that he was looking for Tony? He was desperately disappointed that Tony wasn't there. <laughs> Do, do y'all remember the time it was right after the Grand Lodge fiasco type deal, and then we had somebody show up from the Grand Lodge, like from another. Remember that? Yes, the and guy from uh, just the out guy, of the blue, Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and he yeah, just he just showed up and we're, Hey, what, hey, brother, how'd you find us? I just wanted to pick a random lodge to go while I was traveling. Yeah, he was going right. for a conference, and he just it was, stopped. Like, honestly, it was the biggest coincidence of all time. Right. Like, like he shows up with his, with his old name tag and his briefcase yep. and all this stuff, and it says, you know, Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. And I, I, I see him first. I run back there, and I tell Harlan, we're all, like, freaking the fuck out because we're like, why is this Grand Lodge guy from Pennsylvania here? Like, something bad's about to happen. And we start talking to him, and it's just it's a total coincidence Grand Lodge guy yeah, but it, just happened to be traveling and, and wanted a lodge to go to on that random night, and we were the closest that's one. True. That's true, but every one of us was puckered up all night long trying to think when yes. we right. fall. <laughs> so we have, well, we don't anymore. I was going to say we have two Andrews, but one of the Andrews disappeared. Uh, they were the same Andrew. Were they? Yeah. Uh, they were the same Andrew. <clears throat> like, I know the same physically, but were they at least like two different personas of Andrew, like like Tony likes to do? They could be if we needed to be, but that costs extra. Mm. Well, we will pay you twice as much for the second persona as we paid for the first. No, no, Sounds Chinese like lantern wax burn is enough for me. That's all I got money for. We will give you two cans of Canada Dry Pen. Two cans? I am in. 
Well, I noticed that we have a man named Pete on the line. Pete, <laughs> would you like to speak up and talk to Truman? <laughs> well, uh, all I can say is... Ooh, uh, you're a good-looking man, Pete. You're a good-looking man. I can see you. You're a good-looking man. Oh, boy. Uh, congratulations on 200 episodes. Well, thank you, Pete. Uh, I was raised in September of 2014, and it was at that time I found out about the After Lodge podcast. Oh, and wow. I've been listening ever since. No kidding. So you've and been here a long time. A long time. I can't recall specific episodes and whatnot, but I'll tell you what, it'd be great to be able to listen to, uh, we'll call it the Lost episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just so you guys have the heads up of, of the plan that just can't seem to come to fruition on that for a lot of reasons, one of which wasn't really a joke when I said we actually listen to them and then we second guess ourselves out of it. I thought like we may post them at some point for a donation and then have those donations go to our Grand Lodge's favorite charity um, so that should it come to bite us too hard, we can always say, look, we did it for you. Um, we, we may try that. So that I think that'll work. We're still trying to make sure we've got our bases covered because the, the last thing we want is to become the... Uh, the After Lodge podcast being like after we were suspended from the Lodge instead of, you know, after the Lodge meeting. So so we're Pete, working Pete, on that's, it. Pete, 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 that's very interesting. Is, uh, is, is, is your name Pete short for anything or is that your full name? Huh. Peter. <laughs> okay. I figured you might like that. You had to do it. So... When Tony does the Truman routine, I kind of want to be suspended. So maybe, maybe that's the way to get the old episodes pushed out. Y'all have to understand, though, a lot of those personalities, if you wonder where that came from, it was solely to piss off Jason. And that, in the early episodes, oh, it's so worked was, too. Was, was solely to piss off Jason. I love Jason, but it was just so funny watching him get so upset and to tell me to quit doing that off the air. Oh, he would, he would ride. You can't do that. You can't do that. Okay. I understand. Next show. Hi, Jason. How you doing? <laughs> and he just killed him. Is, is Jason ever going to come back for a cameo or anything? Maybe uh, a, a cameo. Probably as, as, as a regular. No, <clears throat> I, I wanted him on for this episode. Uh, he is doing another podcast. I don't want to, Name that on here, but if if people are interested, send me a message or send uh, After Lodge a message on Facebook, and I'll direct it you. Not it is not masonry related. No, no, I I listen to it regularly. Isn't that on Sundays though? Maybe I can't really confirm or deny that. Okay. <laughs> so way to be. Uh... We're going to be less shameless than Nick on the show that the other show actually. <laughs> anyway. So, Pete, what other what other episodes do you listen to? Or is do you listen to any other, I mean, podcasts? Uh, well, you know, I listen to the one that you guys, you know, really don't like to talk about. Uh, and being a Pennsylvania Mason, I also listen to uh, the Masonic Light podcast. That's a good one, actually. I listened to that one. 
Yeah, I mean, it's nice because you actually hear different things about Pennsylvania masonry. Um, I, I'd listen to, I, I don't even listen to the radio anymore. That's all I listen to is podcasts. I work in construction and my usual drive is about an hour. So I listen to podcasts for the entire drive to work, home from work. And, you know, I, I try to keep up with all of them. Uh, well, I've got one more question for you, Pete. I hate—I don't want to sound like I'm interrogating you, though. But oh, I other don't mind. Than, okay, other than more angry chaplain, what uh, what ideas would you have to make the podcast better? <laughs> um, oh, no, no just, blast just keep, from anybody, geez. Keep keep doing what you're doing. I mean, and if somebody doesn't like it, well, then they don't have to listen to it. That's that's my feelings. I mean, but we want to be loved, Pete. Well, I understand <laughs> that too. That's why we started the show was so people would like us. I, I think you have a pretty good following. Yeah. Just just keep do you, doing what you're doing. Do you all see any way we could actually make money off of this? All right, <laughs> off of the podcast. <laughs> Had to go there, Tony. Uh, Yes, there's lots of ways we can make money off of this, Tony. Um, you know that Infinity I roll around in was bought and paid for with a show, so. I think you guys can just uh, sell the uh, chili recipes every year, and that should probably, uh, you know, help kick things along. <laughs> oh, the chili. Oh, that's so much. Problem is, there's usually only ever, like, one of them that's any good. So you'd be paying money for like nine bad chili recipes and a couple good ones. Yeah, but that's where the risk is involved. You know, it's kind of an investment strategy. Yeah, true. Yeah. Basically, we could take you the chilies from like the the highest number of votes to the lowest, and if you invert that, that ranks the chilies from like best to worst. Uh, sounds about right. Yeah. Don't actually like chili. It's bizarre. It can't be spicy. It has to have beans and noodles and soup and like that Walmart taco powder stuff. As soon as you put noodles in, I disqualify it out of a contest. So, yeah, mm. that's what people here want. They want like the soupy spaghetti with beans and that like Tex Mex powder stuff. Yeah, and it can't that's be spicy. It's got to be like the, the savory flavor, not. Oh. Can't even put too much black pepper in it. Marlon's just upset because he always enters very obscure chili types into the contest. And, like, two people are like, this chili is the best chili I've ever had. And then everybody else is like, what is this? Yeah. I've heard uh, some of the ones Harlan talks about. They sound really good, actually. My chili wins the office chili cook-off quite frequently. And it's the same one I enter in the lodge every year. So I do a different chili every year. Okay, well, there's your problem, Harlan. It's a very different group of people. You think That's the same chili can win both of them. those contests? The problem <laughs> lies with you, sir. I, I didn't think about it. I work with a lot of Indians. Okay, so the spice content is yeah. Harlan is like spicy. Harlan is like the head lawyer at where he works at, and he has the power to hire, fire, do all this stuff. Of course, his chili's gonna win. Right. You think? <laughs> you think somebody's gonna not vote for Harlan's chili? It's an anonymous cook-off. 
All I'm saying is, you know, tomato juice is great, but Bloody Mary mix makes a much better base, in my opinion. I never thought of that. Interesting. Or you could do what Brother Cube did and just empty an entire bottle of bourbon into your crock pot like 20 (laughs) minutes before the cook-off starts. (laughs) That was so bad. That's a a true story. Yeah. Well, he got beer in. I've never he done a warning label in front of his crock pot, and he was getting all defensive about it. And I'm like, man, you, you're going to have some recovering alcoholic coming through here. And and then he, like, eats your chili and goes on a three-day bender. It, you got to give somebody some heads up. There's kids in here. Like, Josh took the first sample of it, and you could smell the alcohol coming off his breath from across the room. I don't think he fully got the concept of, you know, cooking it off. I'm just going to dump his bourbon in here. I think the actual best chili that we've ever had in the cook-off was the past Grandmasters. It was it, it was, was, so, was really good. It, it was fantastic. It was one from awesome. last year, that was... Past Grand has been uh, entered yeah. a chili in our cook-off. He's not even from our lodge. He just came because we talk about it on the show all the time. So we let him enter because we're like, how much harm could it do? And then it was like better than all of our chilies. Oh, it was awesome, but it was super hot. So you would take it a came bite. with a warning label. It, it did. It, it was super hot. It would burn your mouth. Your eyes would water. It would just your whole face is red, and you're like, "Oh my god!" And then you took another bite because it was so good. I mean, it was like self mutilation punishment eating his eating. Was like, I was only able to take one bite of it. It was good, but it was way hotter than anything I've ever had before. Yeah. It was two degrees outside, and everything was covered in ice. And I kept grabbing like cups of that chili, and then going and standing outside <laughs> in the freezing like ice rain, and eating that chili, and it, it was perfect. Yeah. We've had some times. Yeah, we're gonna have more times. So, um, also, Tony, I, I found another yo-yo. Um, it's my family keeps hiding my yo-yos. Oh, the fan. Yes. For your for anybody that doesn't know, I played Santa Claus last year at Lodge because I have the physique for it, <laughs> and um, uh, all the kids got toys. Well, I gave Harlan a, a yo-yo, and then for the next two weeks, he never put the yo-yo down. He slept with it. He he would eat with one hand while he was yo-yoing, and that became like a Facebook meme everywhere he went. He had that yo-yo. That yes. Ninety nine cent. Oh, he yo-yo. wasn't even he wasn't even able to leave lodge that morning without it being on Facebook. I made sure yeah. of that because he <laughs> uh, somewhere around hour two of him just working his way back into his various skills and tricks. I was like, I, I had to post a picture of it. Well, well, then my wife and daughter started hiding my yo-yos, and I would buy another one, and then they would hide it or throw it away. Because they got tired of me not spending time with them, I guess. We need to get a video of Harlan going around the altar in the lodge, riding the bike, and doing the yo-yo at the same time. That would be like the ultimate video. So, Tony, I'm okay with being the Facebook meme for our lodge, but we really got to get some other things on our Facebook page that aren't just silly videos of me. None of them are going to get that, though. Yeah, that's... uh... Like we've it's, we've achieved the pinnacle, we need to shut down the Facebook page and never go back to it. <laughs> like, well, well, the the problem with our lodge, there's five lodges in our immediate area, 
And we're like the lodge that has the biggest ball of twine in the world or something. That's like, it's, it's not anything anybody really needs to see or really wants to see, but you're going to go out of your way just to see it, to say, yes, I see that. That's what we are. We're the biggest ball of twine lodge. Let's go with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> either that or people come by they want to see the shipwreck known as after lodge <laughs> you know you say that but we uh there's a constant flood of guys that come to visit us and then come back two weeks later with petition so it's That's fun true. it's the world's biggest ball of yarn <laughs> well you know what though almost everybody that does visit the lodge they always say man you guys have fun here you guys really enjoy Lodge, don't you? And we all say yes. I think that's a big secret. And then Bruce sets in the corner. You're doing it wrong. Lodge isn't supposed to be fun. Hey, I like the to have part. fun at Lodge, especially the ones that actually have implemented the after-large method. Yeah. There's a reason I visited once and never left. <laughs> well, that had more to do with, with our stewards cooking, I thought, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, if you look over the years of all the things that we've had, at lo- we've had flying sharks going through the lodge. We've had uh, screaming monkeys going through the lodge. We've had oh, air- paper airplanes flying across the lodge. Drones. Drones fly until the master finally gets fed up and starts wrapping the gavel. Then everybody sets up straight real quick. And no, we didn't do it. Every master has tried to stop you from doing that, and none of them have worked. <laughs> Remember the lodge that everybody wore the VR goggles <laughs> the whole meeting? <laughs> we had virtual reality lodge in lodge at lodge. <laughs> I really need to make the nine-hour trip down to visit you guys. Yeah. Um, we tell these stories, but then people come visit us on, like, ritual or presentation nights, and then they're they're expecting all of the, the brouhaha, and then it's – then it's not there because we, we do take masonry seriously when it's time for it. And then they leave, and then all the chicanery starts after they left, and they're like, well, after Lodge is really boring. <laughs> that's because you didn't stay after Lodge. Yes, that's, that's yeah. what we call them. Uh, that's happened well, on one occasion. And to be honest, most of the antics don't go on during actual Lodge. We're, we're, pretty re- we're actually very respectful during Lodge. Um, most of the antics go on either before uh, we're playing, we're goofing, and then the gavel comes down, and all of a sudden we're serious. And then as soon as that gavel comes down again, then we're back to, to playing. <clears throat> Until somebody lets a stinky winky loose in the middle of our masturbation, <laughs> everything goes to hell. Oh, dude, I do have. I've got one of those self-inflating whoopee cushions for our uh, junior warden. I'm going to sneak that in at our next slides just to see if he what what happens. He's liable to shoot somebody. Possible. Well, then huh. I'm not coming to the next meeting. This is why we don't allow guns in our lodge. In spite of Scotty from the block. Well, you know the only thing that stops a bad mason with a gun is a good mason with a gun. Or the tenants of Freemasonry, but, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, I like to take the second one there, but yeah, the second one probably is better. <laughs> All right, fellas. So we are uh, we are running up on. Hold on, I'm getting. Oh, that's a chili recipe. <laughs> so uh, we're running up on on our 
gosh, this has been going on for a while. So, you guys who stuck around, and Art, Art, are you still here? Yep. Oh, okay, yeah, your camera went out, so I wasn't yep. sure. You stick around when Nick left. And Andrew, you guys, uh, in true After Lodge fashion, sticking around to the end. You guys have anything else you want to you share or say, take a pot shot at Nick while he's not here? You know, any, anything of that variety? Nick sucks! Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just want to congratulate you guys on uh, 200 episodes. Of, I've been listening since uh show after the Grand Lodge fiasco, and, uh, you know, they just keep getting better every week. So uh, congratulations, guys. Well, thanks, Andrew. Thanks. Appreciate it. And your continued patronage. Long drives to lodges involve having to have many podcasts. Right. <laughs> right. I hear that. I don't have a long drive to a lodge. I can get to about five different lodges within about 15 minutes of home. Yeah. That's nice. It is nice. The joke joke from earlier we didn't clarify is I literally live like two blocks away from the lodge. I walk sometimes. Uh, So when I was talking about my hellish commute, it's it's hellish if I walk and it's hot outside. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, fellas. Um, that whole thing about seeing how the sausage is made. Uh, well, this is basically it. Uh, it. It's nothing special. Believe it or not, we don't actually do a lot of post editing. What you hear is basically what happened. Um, Bruce, do you have words of wisdom for the next two hundred episodes? No, man. Same as any other time I've been asked, I, I have zero zero words of wisdom. Nothing. Here's to another uh, 200, I guess. Yeah, they tried to get me to do words of wisdom last night as the senior past master, but uh, I tricked them because we draped the charter. <laughs> like, no, no, I can't. can't. That's, a, that's a bad close. trick, Harlan. Close. Yeah. Um, Tony? Actually, uh, I would like to thank the listeners for faithfully listening. I hope that somewhere in the 200 episodes you found something that made you smile, that made you laugh, uh, or that it's made you aware of the Brotherhood of Masonry. And I do want to say one thing. There's a lot of joking. There's a lot of teasing that goes on. But I love these brothers on this show. And I well, Jay said, listen, or not, J- Jay. Oh, oh, I, I'm getting mm-hmm. sentimental here. And I was being all serious and everything. Oh, but no, no, seriously, I'm hoping something made you laugh. And I do love these guys and every one of these guys, as much as they joke, as much as they fool around, every one of them and myself included do take our masonry very seriously. Well, sure. That's the most important thing. I would say the amount of shit you guys give each other uh, proves that you're, you know, truly do love each other as brothers. Yes, thank you. Everything that comes with that, because you know, sometimes brothers are challenging. So I, uh, when we started the show, uh, I've said this before. Um, I had this this what I thought was brilliant idea um, of starting a Masonic podcast. <laughs> one night in like November and I kept putting the idea away because I thought it was silly and like no one's ever going to go for this 
And then I brought it up haphazardly to Jason one night. Uh, and it turned out he was getting ready to bring up the exact same idea. And a week later, we were meeting a shady, and by we, I mean Jason, uh, a shady guy in the seedy part of town to buy a Mackie mixer on the cheap with the serial number scraped off of it. And uh, about a week later, we posted episode one. And I remember sitting around thinking, well, at least we tried because we have a lot of bad ideas that never go anywhere. And that this was going to be another one of those. Uh, but we had already done all the work to piece it together, so we just put it up for shits and giggles. And got, like, this overwhelming response. And to us, overwhelming was, like, ten guys. Um, because think of, in Freemasonry, depending on your jurisdiction, where we're from, having the opportunity to have an audience to listen to something that you care to talk about of ten people... Is more impressive than a lot of Masonic gatherings we have in this area. And then it started to balloon from that, and um, every time this show has hit a bump or hurdle uh, that we thought, well, this is probably the end, uh, it's always the, our listeners who, who bring us back and keep us doing this. We get we love the letters and the emails, uh, the, the common recurring story of guys who had either fallen out of Lodge or they were thinking about leaving their Lodge because they don't have the same experience that they were expecting. And then they hear us talk, and, and all we're doing is sharing, just sharing what we do at Lodge. Uh, but the fact that, that there are brothers out there who then take that and not only don't leave the craft, but begin to implement that spirit of fraternity in their own lodges uh, makes this still worth doing. Uh, so please keep, staying in touch with us and, and letting us know what's working and what's not working. Cause uh, if it wasn't helping our brothers at this point, I mean, we're 200 episodes in. So the days of doing this for our own satisfaction are long, long past. Um, I, I still see it as a service to the craft and I love meeting brothers from all over the world and differing backgrounds, different stories. And it's amazing that no matter how far apart we come from or how different our jurisdictions are like the stories that we share and the stuff we talk about on the show it's it's the same whether you're whether you're in hong kong or california it, it's all the same stuff the same grumpy past masters the same arguments about dues and poop and frustrations with your brothers and also that that magic ingredient that just brings us all together so that's my sappy speech that i prepared literally five minutes before I gave it. So uh, thanks everyone again for joining us. I'm looking forward to the next 200 episodes. And I will again extend the open invitation that we've been extending to anybody who wants to come on and hang out with us for a full show. All you got to do is reach out to Worshipless Producer Bruce uh, and he will he will set you up. Absolutely. We're so, yeah, I did that, Tony, without getting teary-eyed. <laughs> thanks again guys it's been a blast and we will see you next week uh, for episode 201 and this is the end of our 200th anniversary podcast you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at our same website for the past 
four and a half years, www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook at After Lodge. Hang out with us on IRC, and not just us, but a lot of really cool guys at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign, Freemasonry. Uh, you can find us on Google Play, on Stitcher, G Potter, uh, iTunes, literally every podcast directory I can think of. And the good place to find us if you don't do any of those things is just to hop on the Freemasonry or IRC subreddits. Is that really it? That in- outro always feels longer. Alright, brothers, we'll see you for two or one. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Bye, everyone. Later. Until I fall asleep, spilling drinks on my settee. Do I want to know if this feeling flows both ways? Can't say tomorrow day Crawling back to you Let my foot up call and run Here I feel Cause I always knew Maybe I'm too Busy being lost To fall for surrounding you Now I'm calling through Crawling back to you have you got the goods? Been wondering if your heart's still open And if so, I wanna know what time it should Simmer down and poker up I'm sorry to interrupt It's just I'm constantly on the cusp I've tried And to kiss you I don't know if you Feel the same If you wanted to Do I wanna know If this feeling flows both ways We're sort of hoping that you'd stay That the nights were mainly made for saying things That you can't say tomorrow day Crawling back to Oh, boy.